evening, Commandos. Good evening, Commandos. This is Brewster. And Squiggles. And you're listening to the most essential podcast of 2020. That would be Call of the Crow. Woohoo! Man, it's been a minute since we went back. I don't even know what fucking episode we're on. I believe we're on episode 20, maybe 19. Yeah, it's 19 or 20. I honestly, I'll have to go back and look at the feed later. It has just been a minute since we've been able to get together and put one of these out. Episode 20. Episode 20, is that what we were working on before? That's what we were working on before. We, oh my god, uh, that was like a month a ago, easy. Yeah. God dang, man, we have been uh, we have been busy. We've been essential. Yeah, we are, man. Apparently, somehow, yeah. uh, our dumbasses became essential employees somehow. All right. Yeah, so, um, you know, obviously, if you're listening to this and, uh, you know, you, you're anywhere in the world in uh, 2020, you've probably heard of this little thing called uh, COVID-19. What's this COVID-19 you speak of? Oh, I know. So, uh... And Rooster, myself, work, uh, I make food. I work yeah. for a food manufacturing company. So between the two of us, we are working damn near every day. Yeah, it feels like it. Actually, yeah, we're getting ready to, uh, we're getting going to overdrive. Yeah. There's not a, uh, yeah, there's not, like, we're not missing food or anything right now. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, people just, I don't know. Like, I guess they think there's going to be more orders or something. Like, there's not, like, a supply. To, here's the thing. In all seriousness, and, you know, if you're listening to this in time, hopefully you, you're aware of this. We, we, there's no problem with the food chain with the exception of it's, you're buying everything. Right. And like, we have a lot in stock and the warehouses are still very full, but they can't get it to you as fast as you're buying it. So I promise you, if you would just shop like normal, you could still get everything that you want. I mean, I, I guarantee it. In fact, things are so weird right now and the stores actually are limiting like milk purchases, right. which is terrible yes. because there's so much uh, at least in Ohio there's so much dairy out there in Ohio that farmers are actually having to dump their goods so like there's so much pasteurized milk that it's not but you know uh, Walmart specifically is like putting up signs saying hey you know uh, limit one or two gallons of purchase so as such people are like not, not buying as much milk and things like that or like it's so weird because as a result and with uh, the restaurants not being able to buy it, or right. not, re- or not really buying a, it, that's a big thing. Is the the restaurants are probably not buying it. Yeah, as much so like really, stuff. just with dairy not going out as much, farmers actually have to toss milk. There's so much, so it's like Walmart guys. You guys can like Ohio of at least uh, they can keep up. They are doing just fine. Same way with the rest of the food stock. We are we are doing just fine, guys. Please go back to your normal buying habits. I don't want to work Saturdays. <laughs> And I mean, I, I feel bad saying that because I know some people, uh, possibly you, yourself, listener, are, are currently out of work because of this bullshit. And for that, I apologize. I, you know, I, I'm sorry that you'd have to hear about, you know, what we're doing at work. So, you know, know that my heart does go out to you. It truly, truly does. And if there's anything we can do to help, you know, please let us know. You know, uh, hopefully this podcast will give you a little bit of entertainment uh, during these off hours that you're finding. Speaking right of entertainment, some of the entertainment that has come out for this has been incredible. Yeah, I've um, there's some that's been really good. Uh, like uh, there's a burlesque sh- uh, company out of New York City. Uh, they're called D20 Burlesque. I saw them at Gen Con a couple years ago. They did a digital burlesque show the other day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, I know like uh, Chris Jericho is do every Saturday night. He's doing the Saturday night special. Last night he had Kevin Smith on with him. <laughs> via computer they were they were talking back and forth and having a blast like that's cool uh saturday night live did a uh saturday night live from your home or something like that last okay. night uh we're recording this on a uh, 4 12 2020 uh if you are a christian it is easter sunday if you're an orthodox uh greek orthodox christian it is uh the week before your easter so it'd probably be your palm sunday i believe uh, <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, so last night Saturday Night Live came back, and I guess the cold open was a Zoom call. I didn't watch it yet. Um, there's, I do plan to check it out because I'm interested in that uh, fa- that faucet of uh, pop culture and how they're trying right. to like keep things normal but different in this time. Like they're making fun of Zoom calls. They had uh, you know Kate McKinnon, I guess, did a uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, workout from home joke, <laughs> but she didn't have like a wig, so she still had her blonde hair because they don't have a style. I don't know. I, I gotta I gotta see it. I'm very interested in checking it out though. Right, and I mean, but the fact that, you know, entertainers and artists, artists in general, you know, writers, artists, actors, musicians, just whoever is the ones that are keeping us sane in this time is in is is the most incredible thing, because a lot of times you think, you know, art isn't important, and you hear art doesn't need to be this, and art, like, art is very important, in, especially in our world, but in the world in general, and this... This proves it more than anything else. Well, I mean, as a failed actor, I truly believe that. <laughs> um, I, uh, I've i always said that theater will make you a better person. The arts in general will make you a better person. Yeah. Either it'll show you maybe empathy, it'll show you creativity, it'll give you something to do to take your mind off of it. And aside from the fact that it gives us all of our favorite things. Right. Like, very few people will be like, oh, you know, like, I mean, I, you know, there's like, my favorite things don't involve art at all. I'm like, well, they, they do. You like to watch a movie. Well, that's an artist. You like to watch... A TV show, an artist. Unless you're telling me that your your favorite thing is to do math. Like, just sit and do math and nothing else in the world. That's... I mean, there's an odd beauty to the math. I don't get it, but uh, there's an odd beauty. Like, people that are math people, man, they're they're, they're, they're something they're into. That's that's very true, but I mean, you can Geometric shapes are pretty cool, like fractals and stuff. This is true. That's that's very true. But I'm not dissing math. It's just like, unless you can say, like, that is your only thing that you, you pay attention to then you have a hard time saying art isn't in your life. Yeah, but I mean, stereotypically, if you're into math, you're probably into, like, comic books. True. Right? <laughs> so you're definitely into art. Right. I mean, look at the Big Bang Theory. Not a show that I was totally that I was totally into. I always thought it was more mocking me than, like, laughing with me. So I was like, I don't know about this, man. Like, is that what you think a comic book person is? The weird thing, though, is I remember having some of those conversations. It's like, yeah, like, no. There, there are times where it was like, you're mocking me, and then there were times where it's like, Oh, you get it. It felt like a funhouse mirror sometimes. Yeah, because I'm like, man, if you look at it from some pre- from some angles, it was like. I mean, the biggest yeah. one I can remember is like the uh, when Batman lost his cowl. They 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 addressed it on the show, and I remember having that conversation in the comic shop of who should take over as Batman. Well, I've definitely had that conversation many yeah. times. Ah, oh, man. I, I mean, obviously, Dick Grayson's the only choice, but that's a different story. Right. <laughs> I no, I agree completely. I don't know, man. Like, I, I I see worlds where I'm like, oh, Barbara Gordon could be a great choice. But I've always felt like she, I like her as Batgirl, Batwoman. Like, I've Oracle, that's not Batwoman, that'd be Kane. Well, yeah, Oracle's great, but that's after she gets shot. Like, yeah. you know, whenever she's like, you know, not like in a wheelchair, she's Batgirl. Right. I don't know, you can't be Batwoman because that's, you know, that's, uh, what's her name? Cassandra Kane. Cassandra Kane. that's it. For some reason, I was thinking of something else. but or No, uh, no that's spoiler. That's, no, uh, no, 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 Cassand- Cassandra Kane was, was Batgirl. She was she was the she's the mute bat girl. Yeah, but she also is she also spoiler in some. Was she? Isn't she? I don't. I'm think not 100. So. I don't Brown know. Was spoiler. Stephanie Brown. Okay, I'm not a uh, I'm not a bat guy. All the time, like I know the big hits, like I know Jack Grayson, I know the Robins, I know Batman, but I, I don't know if I've ever bought an actual canon Batman book. If I'm being honest, like just never been a character I've, I've dug as much. I did just download. Uh, I haven't read it yet. Um, Last night on Earth. Oh, okay. And that's night tonight. So I guess it's a, it's a future, it's an apocalypse, uh, something happens, there's like, it's a, the DC Black Label line. So it's more mature, more uh, 
adult oriented and it's going to be something happened the world ended and uh i don't know if batman wakes up or if he's just like the last superhero or it's like an old man logan style batman verse story i don't know i'm really excited to read it though it's supposed to be really good i think it's a uh, snyder and capello okay so i'm pretty jacked for that uh speaking of comics uh oh by the way guys this episode is probably going to be totally random uh, yeah. so we're just kind of kind of talking you know how to say what we've been up to what we think what we're into and uh you know hopefully you guys follow it i promise you uh, when we get back into a regular routine a regular recording schedule we'll get back to kind of the regular you know no banter you know uh spoiler alerts things like that but yeah. until then we're just going to kind of let it happen so we're just going to flop it out and see what happens <laughs> we'll do it live but anyway, yeah, I, uh, I actually, I got back into comics. Yeah. Um, I went away like, at the end For of last about year. about a month. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I saw that uh, Mirka Andolfo, who we talked about mm -hmm. uh, forever ago, uh, the lady who did, the Italian artist, writer who did um, Unnatural, I saw she was doing a new book called Mercy. And so I decided, you know what? I want to get in this. Like, I really enjoyed Unnatural. Uh, I want to check out Mercy. It's a Victorian Gothic uh, vampire tale take uh, taking place in uh, not so much the Wild West, but like Seattle and like the late 18, early 1900s. Oh, okay. Uh, there's only been one issue out because, uh, and uh, we'll talk more about this. Uh, there's no comics right now. Right. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. So I decided to get into that. Uh, Mercy's really cool. It's the same art. Obviously, it's the same art style and kind of storytelling pacing that you would have got from Unnatural. I don't think uh, right now after the first issue, I really like it. I, it doesn't have the same hook that Unnatural had. Like, it doesn't feel as tight yet. There's a lot more happening. Like, in Unnatural, you followed Leslie's story, and it was more her perspective and what was happening there. There's a lot more characters, and there's a lot more happening in this, like... I, I don't know if it's like vampires are taking over a mining town or what's going on in um, in this book yet. Right, right, right. But whatever is happening in it, there's a lot more characters and a lot more things happening. And it's not that the world building's bad. It's just, it's one of those where it's like you finish the first issue and you go... Hmm, I'm going to need more and, and I want more. I can't wait to get more of it, but it's like, I'm going to need more of this. Right. Like I'm going to need more to see what's happening. I mean, I'm going to need more time with some of these characters to see what's going on, to understand the world, to understand the universe a little bit better. But it definitely gives you that little taste though, that you're like, I really want this. I want to see more. I really enjoy it. And like I said, the art's just spot on. It's that like kind of cool, like saturated colors that she used for unnatural. And I'm very excited to continue on reading it. Uh, excited enough that actually I uh, found her on Facebook and I've been following her. She does a uh, usually a live sketch every day. Oh, and it's pretty cool. cool. Uh, they're very risque, not safe for work at all. So uh, don't watch it at work. <laughs> um, I guess uh, she has another book series that I haven't checked out yet called Un, uh, Unsacred, I believe. And I don't know anything about it, but it appears to me that a, uh, a demon and an angel hook up a lot because, man, you see uh, a lot of boobies. Mm. A lot of boobies. She draws a lot of boobies. <laughs> Which she did in Unnatural, and uh, not so much in Mercy. There is a uh, scene in a brothel. So uh, spoilers, you know, if you're looking for uh, if you're looking for at least naked humans instead of uh, naked animal critters, uh, you're uh, well, animal people. <laughs> you're gonna get that in Mercy. So I don't know if that's a draw for some people or not. Never for me. Never so much has been for me. But I mean, you can't go wrong with adult-oriented material like that, right? Right. But yeah, so un uh, Unsacred, she has a lot of, uh, there is a lot of nude characters, a lot of angel banging happening in the uh, shit she draws, but it's really cool to check out. And I think she's a great artist. It's a little more cartoony than the other things she's drawing, but I really enjoy it. Okay. And it's just, I've always liked watching. It's just like, uh, I like watching an artist work. Right. I love watching a glass blower blow glass. I love watching, uh, you know, uh, a metalsmith work metal. I love watching an artist draw. So if you get the chance, it's just, it's really cool, especially if they do a commentary on what they're doing and how they're doing it. And I really, 
excuse me, commandos. Just had Easter dinner. Woo. <laughs> and it's uh, it's just something I really enjoyed doing. But yeah, so I got into that. Uh, I'm picking up Green Lantern, Far Sector still. I am picking up Amazing Spider-Man because I was still buying that anyway. Right. I'm um, never going to not get Amazing Spider-Man. That's my uh, that's my favorite superhero. Uh, it is the flagship title for that superhero. And it may not always be my favorite book, but it is always in my top 10, top 5, what's happening. So you, you say Spider-Man. Um, the other day at work, we had a uh, Disney, uh, Disney day where everybody was supposed to wear some kind of, you know, Disney-oriented shirt or what have you. And the, the activities woman that, you know, I'm wearing literally a Stitch scrub top that I got, and I'm wearing a Wolverine mask that my mom had made. And she goes, I see the Stitch, but I don't think Wolverine is really Disney. And I went, no, 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 Wolverine is absolutely Disney. It's still Marvel, but it, it's Disney bought Marvel, what, 2009, 2010? Uh, 2009, somewhere around, somewhere around there. She's like, okay, whatever. I was like, no, seriously, you can look this up. Disney bought all the Marvel characters. They own. They own Marvel, literally they Marvel. Own Marvel. Yeah. Uh, it's fun. It's kind of like the joke. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm always like, is that uh, technically yes? But I'm always like, technically no? Like, what do we think? Like, because Disney, they allow Marvel to do their thing. Yeah. Like, they allow, you know, Kevin Feige, I believe, is currently the uh, chief content creator for Marvel. He's the one that is helping guide the entire universe, which he should be because the Marvel comics have had some issues recently. But, yeah, I mean, it is Disney. Like, it's owned by Disney. Yeah, It goes all the way to the top. Disney. Yeah, if you look at Disney Holdings, it goes there. I mean, at the same it's, way. It's the same same as ESPN. ESPN is technically a Disney Disney holding. Well, it's, it's, it's its own entity. It does its own thing. But that's why whenever you see, like, the after the Super Bowl, they go, I'm going to Disney World. It's because they're owned by Disney. Yeah. Well, I mean, that doesn't tie so much to ESPN, though. It's just because they have a big marketing deal with that, and they have a big parade for the Super Bowl MVP. True. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, ESPN doesn't do much for the Super Bowl, do they? Ah. I mean, obviously they cover it, but I don't really know what else they do for the Super Bowl. They don't air it. That's usually Fox. Yeah. No, I'm sitting here trying to think. I don't really know. But well, no, I get what you mean. Fox now too, though. Yeah. Do they own Fox Sports or did Fox yeah. keep the TV affiliate? They they own all of Fox. They don't own all of Fox. So I know they don't own Fox News. I know they own the movies. I don't know what they own on the TV on TV Land. And by TV land, I don't mean the channel. I mean just in the I world know, of TV. I know they got a bunch of the because Disney Plus got well, it. They definitely got shows because they have like Simpsons on there and things like that. They have so. Simpsons. They have a bunch of the like the old X Men show that was a Fox show. Um, well, yeah, they got Spider Man, X Men. I believe they've got Avengers on there. They, I think they have Iron Man. They have all that shit. Mm -hmm. uh, what I'm saying, I just don't know. Uh, I don't know how deep down the rabbit hole they have for uh, Fox Holdings in that one. Like I said, I don't know, because of course they would have bought the, uh, they would definitely want the Marvel shows back, and right. then the Simpsons would be probably one of the crown, probably one of the crown jewels of the Fox Empire, or what was the Fox Empire. I know that they just cut uh, Fox out of the 20th Century banner, because it used to be Fox Searchlight and, you know, 20th Century Fox, and I believe New Mutants was supposed to be one of the first movies to not have that banner. Okay. Which, I mean, who knows when we're going to see New Mutants. Yeah. Interestingly enough... They're not putting New Mutants on Disney Plus yet. They haven't announced that. They announced Artemis Fowl, which was a hundred plus million dollar uh, teen, young, uh, you know, teenage movie. Mm -hmm. Going after that, you know, probably the the new teenage market, which I think is which, weird because that was a book I read when I was a teenager. Right. Well, they're they're going after that. They're like Harry Potter style of market where where they're gonna turn multiple young young uh, young adult books into these movies, and and it's gonna end up being hopefully very good. Well, I, I definitely hope it's going to be good. Um, I, the thing is, though, like Artemis Fowl is a book that I read when I was a teenager. Yeah. 
uh, maybe before. Like these books came out in the 2000s. I believe it's uh, Ian Colfer, Colfer, something like that. It's a, uh, I believe, an Irish writer who I really enjoyed. Uh, I read, I liked Artemis Fowl. They had this, man, they had this crazy book. I don't remember what it was called, but it was all about this woman who, uh, well, she was a young, a young girl, probably a teenager, you know, teenage protagonist, go figure. Right. Who had died, but had been exactly good, half good and half evil her entire life. So when she dies, like she did this really, really bad thing, which like at the end, towards the middle of the book, you kind of reveal what it is. But at the end of her life, she, um, she kind of messed with this old man with this old man. And then she has to come back and like, be like his guardian angel and hang out and help him succeed in like three, like regrets before he dies or some shit like that. And it's like totally dark because like, if she fails, she goes to hell. That's like her only way to get into heaven. And of course there's a deal. There's like, I think the Azelbub's following her. Like Satan's like, you got to get this lady because she's fucking good at torture and being evil and sadistic. So we need her on our side right the hell now. Right. So the entire book is like the Azelbub like keeps like resurrecting this like guy and his dog who like they got blown up. And like, so like him and his dog keep like merging into this monstrous creature. <laughs> Dude, it's fucking dark and weird and crazy. And looking back, I'm like, this is a children's book. Yeah. Like this entire thing is a children was like, it was a children's story. And it's all about how this girl, like she might go to hell. Right. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like at the end of the book, she succeeds and she gets to go to heaven. Spoilers. I don't remember what it was, but it was like, oh my God, it was dark as hell. And the entire time, like, you keep meeting St. Peter, who's like, we can't get any fucking IT here because all the computer people go to hell. <laughs> like, hell's got great in internet. We need to get an IT person up here. At the end of the book, St. Peter's like, we finally got one. <laughs> it is this insane story. Look at it. Like, Satan's directly involved, but God's not so much like, you know, you know, Pete, we need to, we need to save this girl. <laughs> No, Satan's like, we need her on our side. I believe, I I truly believe, and I could be making this up, but in my head, there's a legitimate moment that Satan tells Beelzebub, he's like, listen, she is management material, buddy. (laughs) We need to get her down here. Stat. Right. (laughs) Which is like, what the shit? (laughs) Dude, it was insane. And this is the same, like, I read the book because I was like, I really like Artemis Fowl. Artemis Fowl is a great little book. Artemis Fowl. Did you ever read Artemis Fowl? I never did. That was one I never got into. Artemis Fowl was like if Richie Rich meets like gnomes. Yeah. Like for some reason, Artemis Fowl was this super smart brainiac rich kid who had figured out that like, oh, there are fairies and stuff. I want one. And like he wants the magic or something. I don't completely remember what the plot was, but he figures out how to like kidnap a fairy and that they exist and so uh holly is a fairy who works for um lep uh recon which was like lower earth police oh recon so she was like their swat team member but get a leprechaun get it get it she's a leprechaun mem unit yeah dude i mean as a kid it was funnier right it was like i remember as a kid it was like leprechaun i get it (laughs) i'm in on the joke so any hoots so like for some reason like they got to perform these ceremonies to get their magic powers back and she like didn't do the ceremony because she kept putting it off because fuck her magic powers that are literally her entire point to her job she just kept putting it off so she's like i gotta go to this weird little sacred site because i gotta do this and do this and artemis fall captures her and then like the i don't know man the other leprechaun units like you know, like stage a, a siege against artemis foul but he's smarter than them and then it's it's nuts. It is a nuts book. Look at like thinking back on it, and they made like seven of these, dude. Yeah, like they they, they made... wrote so many. I wrote. I there were at least four that I read. Yeah, 
And as a, again, as a kid, I was like, I like these. These are really good, man. These are tied me over till the next Harry Potter comes out. Well, the the big one that I was into as a kid was a uh, Lemony Snicket series of unfortunate events. Which that was some sad shit, man. I could not get into that, dude. It was it was fantastically it was, sad. It was, wasn't. I mean, it was a series of unfortunate events. Yes, it was. It was fantastically unfortunate. Like some of the things that happened, you're like. That's that's in it was just the insanity of it behind the whole thing and there was you know about a third of the way through you start seeing that there there's a, a secret organization and there there's different conspiracy theories and it was it was an interesting read like it was, it was a really interesting uh interesting book interesting series I don't remember much I I read like the first one and the only thing I really remember from the first uh, series of unfortunate events is like looking back, I believe it's like a, a like someone played Gloom and then just started writing the shit that happened. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, like that. That legitimately describes it. That's that's very much what happens. Is someone's just playing? How can I make this more terrible? Because the entire point is like, isn't it like Count Olaf like trying to murder children? Uh, trying to take their their fortune that they would assume from their parents' deaths. So there's. There's some, there's some, some, uh, some murder attempts. There's some marriage attempts to, uh, you know, uh, the Violet was, I believe, 16 at the time. They don't get the money until she's 18. But if she's married to him, he gets the money right away. It was. Isn't he their uncle? No. <laughs> That's good. He was a. It's it's like the the distant relative that is not actually related. They, but it was. It was the the closest person to them or something. It was quite literally the closest person to their parents. This shit's dark, man. Oh, it was. It was. You know, a, you know what other series I enjoyed as a child that wasn't dark, and, but it had family, and it was great? Boxcar Children. <laughs> Where's that movie? Can I get a Boxcar Children movie? Tell you what, though. The 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 Netflix series, the the series of unfortunate events was very good. What, Neil, Neil Patrick Harris, right? Neil Patrick Harris, yeah. I uh, I didn't watch it, actually. It was on the list, and still on the list. It's on my queue. One of these years, I'll get around to it. I just, I don't know, man. There was something about, like I said, I remember the first book, and I remember my hesitation. I was like, yeah, we'll get around to this eventually, <laughs> but I don't know about it right now. It's uh, I, I always loved it. My sister loved it, too. We, we got those books and read them cover to cover as soon as we got them, like... That that was that was always a big thing for us was when we when the new one would come out we would go and get it. Yeah, I was like I said, man. I you know if I was, reading, was we were big into Harry Potter too, but that was that was kind of our hold off in between the new Harry Potters. Hey, man, there was a movie about the boxcar children. Was there really? Yeah, man, 2014, and a sequel. Uh, there was a, oh, apparently there was another. Oh, yeah, the book was adapted as the film Boxcar Children in 2014. Well, that's going on my list of things to watch. <laughs> Sometimes I'd be like, man, if I was in quarantine, let me tell you the crap I'd be watching. Maybe it was an animated film. It was an animated film. Makes sense. I want to watch this. Dude, J.K. Simmons is in it. Oh, really? Martin Sheen and J.K. Simmons. Oh, that's a... And then a bunch of kids, actors, I have no idea who the hell they are. But uh, Martin Sheen, it's on uh, It's on Netflix? Is it called The Boxcar Children? I think, maybe. Okay, man, we're going to be... Ch okay, we're going to be researching this later, Commandos. Sorry, I like the box. Dude, you know the Boxcar Children came out in 1924? What? It says Boxcar Children was a book series that started in 1924. I, I did not know that. No way, man. Was it that old? Are you telling me when I was a kid, I was like, I'm into this. And then it came back out in 1942 by Albert Whitman and company. Wow, man. I didn't realize that. There are 150 different Boxcar Children books. 
Are you telling me I'm into like depression era like books? <laughs> Is that what I'm like? Re- that was I was re- jamming to as a kid. I'm not finding it on a uh, on Netflix. There. We'll do some more research. We are definitely going to research that one though. That's. that's... <laughs> were you a boxcar children guy? Not really. Oh man, you missed out. They were great. I wasn't much of a book kid in general, just because I didn't have the attention span. I was a big book kid in general. I um. Man, it's funny actually. Just this uh, naturally segued into this. Yeah. Well, not so, but uh, yeah, man, I was a big book kid. So when I was a, uh, I just I was just talking about. I had a um, my mom was really like she she pushed me to read. Like she got me into like superhero stories and comic books in like the mid '90s, and then I just started devouring books, man. And then like from there, I just I remember I got in trouble reading in school. Yeah. In a weird way, like they were like my teachers didn't like want a kid that was like reading ahead all the time and all their shit. So I got in trouble. So I would, uh, they would give us books and I would read ahead and I would always be like, I am, I'm good. I'm done. I'm reading right here. Like you'd give me a book and I'd be like, okay, cool. I'm going to read it all right now. Right. And I would read it all right now. And then I would tell the other kids what happened. <laughs> like I would give them like the spark notes version. And then the teachers would be like, ah, oh, you can't tell the other kids how the story goes. And I'm like, well, I just, well, I read it and they wanted to know. And I told them. So I was like all the kids best friend. Cause I'd be like, oh yeah, this is what happened. And I guess I'd give good enough reports that, like, they didn't read the stories, and then I'd right. get in trouble, and people would be all pissy at me. Well, not them, but, like, the teachers. It wasn't until I was in fourth grade. I had a teacher named Miss Snyder. She was sweet, man, because she um, she was like, oh, you like you like reading. You're into reading. Um, all right, because I think she gave us our first book. You know, it was one of those young adult books, whatever. And, I again, I took it home. I read it all in one night because I guess I was a boring kid. And I, we came back the next day, and she's like, you know, and I was like telling the other kids, oh, this is how the story's going. She's like, well, what the hell are you doing? Like, how do you know how the story ends? I, what do you mean? I read it. I, I picked it up, and I, you know, what do you mean you read it all? I was like, well, I, I started in the beginning of the book, and I, I read it to the back cover. What do you, because I was sarcastic shit. And she was like, wait a minute, what? So then she gave me another book that the other kids weren't reading. She's like, read this. And I, I did the same thing. I like, took it home, and I like read it page, like cover to cover. And then, like, this happened a little bit. And then finally she found the stuff that was, like, able to stump me. Like, my, like, my mom would always buy me, like, advanced stuff. But, like, she finally found some stuff that would stump me. Like, not stuff. Like, I wouldn't read it all. I'd be like, I try, I couldn't read it all one night. Like, there was just there was a lot happening. Right. And then, like, so I read through what her play, what her, like, reading list was probably within, like, the first month. Not even that. Like, my fourth grade year of school. And so, like, she had me just reading all kinds of other shit. She was really cool, man. And uh, she unfortunately she passed away at the end of that year. Oh man! That's... Yeah, it sucked, man. Her name, like I said, her name was uh, Miss Snyder. Um, and it's funny because uh, I guess it's not funny, but when she passed away, um, they invited all the kids to recalling hours. I guess everyone thought this was. I guess they thought this was our Sesame Street death moment. Oh yeah. So um, I don't know. I, I I don't recall much else. Like if anyone else went out to the calling hours or anything, but uh, I did. I went to the calling hours for the teacher. I remember seeing a lot of other teachers there. It was always weird seeing them outside of school, even in fourth grade. Like. I mean, you know, at that point, you're what, like nine, eight, nine? Yeah. So it was weird seeing other teachers outside. And um, everybody in the class, we got this, uh, we got a letter that she wrote, I guess, in the hospital dying, which is even sadder now that you think about it, which I actually think still at my mom's. And uh, we got a bookmark, which I still have. And I came across it the other day um, because I'm reading uh, The Escape Artist by Brad Meltzer. Fantastic book, uh, by the way. I recently got back into reading. Uh, It's been a while since I've really been a a big reader. So I recently kind of started stepping back into books. And uh, I just, I remembered all of that. And it was, it was funny because, like, I was thinking about, like, oh, this was the teacher that, like, the first teacher I ever had that was like, oh, shit, this kid likes to read. We should encourage that. Right. And then I ran into some other good teachers. Uh, Miss Gardner was my fifth grade teacher who she also encouraged reading. She was the one, I think I told the story about how I begged her to take Harry Potter home. Right. I was going to ask if that, if that was That was Miss Gardner. She was in uh, fifth grade. She was awesome. Um, and then 
I probably didn't have another good reading teacher because at that point I started to get become a lazy student and I started being like, oh, I'll just read all the shit and just be done with it now. Um, it wasn't probably until I was in 10th grade and I had Miss Maney who would have been the next one that was like, oh shit, you're into reading and you like this. And she, uh, she introduced me to, um, David Eddings, um, which, uh, he had some, oh God, I can't remember what the book series is called, but, uh, it's like the Belgarian or something like that. Uh, the, uh, fantastic fantasy world. There's at least 10 books in it. Um, two different series that are five. Um, they're really good. David Eddings, uh, fantastic fantasy. I would check it out. I would really check out his uh, book series. But yeah, Miss uh, Miss Snyder was the first one that really got me into it. And it made me sad because I was looking it up and I was like, oh shit, Miss Snyder. I remember like I remember all of this. Right. It made me because like I said, she passed away and that really sucked. And I was trying to find um, on the the back of the li- uh, the uh, the uh, bookmark had a uh, the Joanne Memorial uh, the Joanne Snyder Memorial Scholarship which I don't think existed even when I was in high school at that point anymore. And I tried to find if anything existed. I, I couldn't find anything about it. And it really kind of bummed me out. So like, man, she was a great teacher. I don't know. I imagine uh, she would have, she would have passed away God, 21 years ago now, 1999. Wow. I know. Crazy. Right. And um, like, she was such a good teacher. Like it was just such a good teacher. Like one of those, like, you know, I were like, I remember this teacher so well and so much. And oops, sorry about that, Commanders. You might have heard uh, my phone call off there. And it's just like really made me stop to think about like some of the people, like the impact they have on your life. Like, you know, you don't even think about it. Scott, I hadn't thought about this lady in years. And then like all these, like I was like, oh shit, man. Like my mom always encouraged me to read. Like not that my mom didn't, but it's like this was the first like academic like teacher that was yeah. like, yeah, you know, this would have been like the step, probably would have been the one that was like, oh shit, like you can enjoy reading and still learn. Like this would have been really what pushed me towards becoming an English major, a literature major, one of those, like, one of the things there. So it makes me kind of sad that like her scholarship fund doesn't exist anymore, even. So God, I wonder, I wonder how many kids are out there that still like, I even remember that teacher. You know what I mean? Like, does she have an impact on the? She also taught us about uh, auctions. Oh. So another weird little story about this teacher, because that's what this episode is going to be—just weird little stories, probably. She, um, you'd win points, like, uh-huh. if you were good. Like, in essence, you'd get your own house points. And so she'd give you, like, ah, right, you know, here's, here's five points for being a good for being a good student, doing your homework, whatever. And then every month we would have, at the end of the month, we would have an auction. And she would have just little trinkets, candies, get out a homework card, shit like that. And you'd fuck, she'd put it up and be like, all right, who wants this? Like, you know, and she it would be an auctioneer, man. Yeah. It would be like, all right, I got a, a slap bracelet. Because those were big in the 90s. Right. This is 99 we're talking here. Um, You know, spring of 99. She'd be like, I got a slap bracelet. You know, who's going to give me two points for it? And you'd fucking bid the other kids. <laughs> and so, like, not only did I, like, you know, learn, like, you could read a lot more and get, like, a lot of cool stories and shit out of that year. Uh, I also got, like, learned how to bid on things. <laughs> At fourth grade, she's like, and this is how eBay is going to work for you, young right. children. So that's kind of a fun little uh, fun little tidbit. That's yeah, awesome, man. Though. Yeah, she was a great teacher, man. Like I said, I uh, I don't know. God, I don't know. I don't. I, I tried to find, you know, just some history, some uh, facts on her the other day, just seeing an obituary or, you know, if her scholarship still exists. And I couldn't find anything. It was really big, uh, a bit of a bummer. That sucks, man. Yeah. That's a shame. Well, unfortunately, that's kind of life, you know. It is. You know, they say, uh, this is a dark term. Uh, you're really, unless you're like super famous. So like, I don't know, presidents, movie star, maybe movie stars, things like that. Uh, at best, you'll probably get about 75 years after you die. Yep. After that, you know, you're probably lost to the fucking, uh, sands of time, but you've probably got about 75 years before your memory is just gone. I How did. fucking evil is that shit? That, that took a turn right there, man. Yeah, it did. <laughs> 
No, but I know what you mean about those those type of teachers, though, because I just just the other day I, I was talking to uh, to one of those teachers myself, who I still keep in contact with, um, and it was my high school freshman English teacher, Mr. King, and King and uh, my sophomore English teacher, Miss Thompson, ended up getting married. Like both of them were really cool, and they were running the the poetry group that we were working in high school, um, and they like he was the he was the one that got me into writing at one point. Like, had I pursued it any further, I probably would have gone to college and done some creative writing stuff. Because I loved to sit down and I loved, you know, to write whatever I could. Um, but he, he was the one, like, I was pissed off one day after, uh, during school. And he was the teacher, like, if you ever have a problem, even if it's not your class, come to me. Um, if you If you have a free period, you can come and hang out with me and we'll get you through whatever issue you're having. So I came in, was pissed off. He's like, all right, sit down and write. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Sit down and write. And I actually like, I had said that to him in high school. And he's like, seriously, sit down, write what you need to write, write it out. And we'll go from there. I was like, all right. So from there, like he's, he got me into writing everything, like putting everything down to paper. And it was, it was one of those things where, like, I had I kept in contact with him and, and him and Thompson uh, for many many years, and I, I still keep in contact with them to to this day. Um, and when they had their uh, when they had their son together, I helped. Uh, like, I don't know if I was one of the first people they told, but I was one of the first people outside of family. I think that they had ended up telling. And we sat down with a couple other people and, and we're trying to figure out some names for him. And they ended up using what I, cause they, she had a son named furious and he's one of the coolest, calmest kids you'd ever meet. And so you should get the same effect and name, name your next kid rage. So they ended up naming him. Uh, his middle name was, was rage. Yeah. Let's add rage. You know, you are what your name is. <laughs> I'm rage. <laughs> Give me a red lantern ring. Well, that's kind of, that's kind of where it came from was like, Furious is absolutely the most gentle, calm, pleasant person you will ever meet. <laughs> so why not do the same thing? So, complete tangent now. Uh, so, uh, Facebook-wise, I just get a tag from uh, my sister. My mom posts, uh, if iPhone user, so if you're an iPhone user, text another iPhone user, pew pew. Uh-huh. It'll shoot lasers. <laughs> to which I was uh, requested to confirm. And uh, the answer is yes. It's fucking awesome. So uh, if you have an iPhone, I highly recommend you text another iPhone user, Pew Pew. Uh, because apparently it, it may also make noises if you have your phone on. Because it looks like this, Squigs. It's pretty great. It's, <laughs> it's like a laser Floyd. <laughs> yeah, it's like a laser light show just kind of happens. It's like I went to a Powerline concert. I don't know what happens if you have sound on. Noel's telling me to turn the sound on, but I'm like, I'm kind of recording a podcast here. Well, let's see what happens. Oh, it makes like a whoosh noise. (laughs) 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 I don't know if you guys heard that whoosh or not. I don't know. That's going to get us. (laughs) That's going to get us fucking in trouble with somebody. I don't know. Who's listening to this to get us in trouble? No one Apple, right? Right. Be great. Tim Cook sends us in a cease and desist. Or I need you guys to stop. You're like, Tim, who? Who? What? <laughs> it's the CEO of Apple there, big cat. That's uh, tcook at apple.com, I believe. Because, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just assuming. I really don't know what Apple emails would be. I know Steve Jobs at one point. Like, he would just put his email out there. So I imagine. 
I mean, if you think about it, all you have to do is figure out what like the company email is, and then you can figure out whatever CEO emails are. It's not really rocket surgery, right? Like if I wanted to email the CEO of Kraft Heinz, I'd figure out their first name, period, their last name at KraftHeinz.com. Most so most businesses are set up that way now, anyways. Yeah, that's just how it goes. I don't know. I mean, that's I'm, how that's how Altman set up. Yeah, but I mean, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna send out? <laughs> what are you gonna send? You know what I mean? Oh, you're like, I really like your food, or hey, man, Apple products are awesome, Tim. I really enjoy those. I don't know. I tried to email. I want to. I want to say it was in college. We were. Pro, I was a props master. We were trying to get phones for something or like prop phones, and we emailed everybody at Apple we could find. <laughs> we never got shit back, so I think we emailed Steve Jobs at some point, and we didn't get shit back, so it didn't work. But you know, it was worth a try. Worth a try. Oh man, I don't know, man. What other, what other crazy shit we got to talk about on this one? I'm trying to like keep it at least on par, but I'm like, I don't know, man. We're just making it up as we go, guys. It's like it's worse than the first episode where we're like, we don't even know if we're gonna have a podcast that we put out. Right. God, man. Well, we, what what have you uh what have you been watching since since all this went down? Well, uh, like I said, I'm not binging shows like other people are. Um, right. I uh, I did watch Umbrella Academy. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed Umbrella Academy so much that I went out and I purchased the uh the first series, the Apocalypse Sweep. That's I, awesome. You just purchased the first series? Yeah, I just bought one through six. Oh, okay. So uh, right now there's like three, I think, series of Umbrella Academy. There's Umbra- uh, Apocalypse Suite, which was one through six, mm-hmm. the first one. I think they're all six issue. I'm not 100%, so don't quote me on that. Um, I got, uh, there's still uh, Dallas and Hotel Oblivion for me to buy, which I wasn't going to buy single issues, but I found a decent deal on the eBay. So I went ahead and I snatched it up there. So uh, when you were telling me that you had bought it, I thought you had bought like the compendiums for all three. No, I bought single issues. Uh, the original uh, 2007 Dark Horse release uh, because it was just it was a good deal. Like yeah. I was like, OK, cool. So I, uh, I just picked it up, um, got it in. They're decent. Con- they're decent. Um, at some part of me makes me concerned that uh, Noel brought this up and I didn't even think of it. Um, I hope this isn't the case, but the guy I bought it from, it was a really good deal. And it was, and uh, actually, if you look online right now, there's a lot of good deals. And I hope it's not people trying to piece and part their collection out because they're out of money right now during Corona. So I hope it's not people who are like, shit, like I'm a little down on my luck. I need to sell this right now. Uh, if it is, I, I feel terrible for buying it, but I'm glad I was able to help them, I guess. Yeah. Because I, I don't know, man. Like, I'm just, I'm trying not to think that through too much. You know what I mean? Nah, yes. I mean, that's like going back to the days where it's like, you bought it on eBay. How do you know it's not stolen? Uh, you know, also a thought. Like, you got to hope it's not stolen. But I mean, is it a comic shop just trying to make money? Is it a guy who's, you know, out of a job and he's trying to make money? I don't know. But uh, I uh, do have the first six issues. I haven't sat down to read them yet. I just finished the series last week. I'm probably going to pick up. I'm probably going to read through the comics this week. Okay. It's probably going to be my evening project once part goes down. So part goes down. I either watch something or I read something. And I think I'm going to probably try to read those. Because, I mean, six comics, I read really fast. Yeah. I'm probably going to, I could probably burn through those in a night, about an hour, hour and a half, maybe. Not even that. It's not, I mean, six issues. It's not that many. Right. I'm really excited, though. Um, I really like the series. I know I'm a year behind almost. Um, but, I, God, I really liked Umbrella Academy. Um, My favorite character was Klaus. It was with. Uh, you and everybody else, my friend. Good, good. That's what everyone else is into. Well, he chewed up the sea, man. Robert Sheehan's a great actor. Uh, Noelle actually enjoyed him so much in that she's going back to watch an old British show. She enjoyed uh, Misfits. Misfits. And I was <coughs> watching an episode up there with you guys, and I think I might check it out myself just because it was interesting. Yeah, she really liked Misfits. Um, I don't know much about it. 
So I'm not going to talk too much. It's an old BBC show from like 2009, 2010. Uh, the con- it lasted uh, four or five years. Uh, I think it had three series, so it probably had about 40-ish episodes based on B- uh, how BBC does things. And it's about a group of kids who get powers in like an electrical storm. Okay. Um, kids, I mean, they're teenagers, young 20s maybe, I don't know. Traditional uh, BBC, you know, there's a lot of sex and violence and craziness. And uh, it's just, it seems like a goofy little show. Some of the powers are really cool, uh, but they're used in weird ways. Like, one of the guy has immortality, and, like, he dies but keeps coming back. And I believe that's Klaus, actually. The uh, One of the guys can see into the future. Uh, one guy, apparently, and he's kind of, like he's coming up uh, in season two, I think, that where Noel is. Um, he controls, like, dairy? Yeah. And that's what she was saying. It was like, that's an odd power to have. Yeah, and it's like light spoiler for it, guys. Um, I guess he becomes a, a villain. Like, he'll make people eat. He, like, he kills a bunch of people that eat pizza or something like that, and he fucks with the dairy to kill them. I don't know. It's, it's a weird power. That's all I know. And uh, But, yeah, so Noel really enjoyed it. I uh, I think I'm going to go down the rabbit hole one of these days. I don't know. Like, I've just been uh, I've been watching a lot of Naruto myself. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, I did uh, Umbrella Academy. I restarted Naruto because I usually get through Sasuke leaving the village and then I stop watching Naruto. Yeah. And I've never gotten to the end of the original series, which I know from Sasuke leaving is just filler, to, uh, and I've never done Shippuden. And I want to. Yeah. I've Are always going, wanted to. It's do you want to do Boruto? Um, let's see how much I enjoy Shippuden. <laughs> um, let's get through, uh, like I said, right now I am probably, I, I'm at the middle, I'm towards the end of the tuning selection exam. So they are about to do the preliminary fight. Sasuke is about to fight uh, Kabuto's teammate, whatever the hell his face is. I don't know. He's unimportant to the series. <laughs> I think in the comic, in the manga, he disappears and he gets like sacrificed at some point or he shows up as a bit character for the rest of the. So I don't even know. Uh, so Sasuke just started fighting that dude. So like, I mean, he just got the curse mark. Sasuke is still, you know, in the Leaf Village Ninja right now. And, you know, everyone's like, Naruto's like getting strong. Holy shit. Is that the Naruto we know? Right. <laughs> like people still don't go, oh shit, that guy's good, you know? Um, like I said, so I am, uh, I'm there. That is where I am. I'm gonna, you know, I'm, in, I'm enjoying it. I'm definitely digging it again. It's fun. It reminds, it takes me back to the nineties a little bit. And it's something that I really, not nineties, uh, sorry, early two thousands. Right. Um, cause I think that series, I want to say it came out in like 2003 or four ish. I was watching it in high school. It was a show that I was watching uh, around the time I started, I think around the time I watched FMA. Okay. Cause I want to say, and I could be wrong on this for the record. But I want to say on Adult Swim, Naruto and FMA premiered around the same time. And I believe, like, I was more excited for Naruto because I had no idea what I was in for for FMA. And then FMA became my favorite anime until I watched My Hero. Right. Um, which, Speaking of My Hero. Yeah, man. it's been, A dub is back. Uh, we're about five weeks behind in the States. Uh, very excited that we can watch episode 84, I believe, today. I I am, too. I'm excited to watch that. I just don't understand how you can still call it simulcast. Uh, well, because why not? <laughs> I mean, at this point, in a couple weeks, it'll be mad day and date again. Uh, no, I've always wondered that. Like, why? How can you call it simulcast when you're a week behind? Like, it's it's not simulcast. At one it, point, they were two weeks behind, and then it became they were. It's like five, five now. Yeah. I mean, it's simulcast. You can watch the Japanese version with uh, subtitles in the states. And again, this goes back to you know sub versus dub. Uh, I'm watching it dub, so that's how I kind of want to continue yeah, watching it. Same here. That's just the way I'm going to do my hero, and it's the way it's going to be. But I have almost broken because I want to know what happens right. uh, in the States. It ended just before the gentle fight starts. So, you know, you're like, oh, man, I know this is about to happen. I know we're about to get to the sports on uh, sports fest, the um, school festival arc. And I kind of want to know what's going on. Right. 
Like, it's really cool, man. Aerie's just showing up to hang out. She's hanging out with Mirio. Like, they just said that Class 1B is going to be, you know, what is it? Romeo and Juliet meets the Prisoner of Azkaban, Fellowship of the Ring shit, or whatever the hell they called the crazy story. It was an original play. It was nothing original about that oh, title, so my good. friend. I, wanna, I just want to watch an episode dedicated to that. Right. So it's like, I want to know. Don't what's get me wrong. I do too. It's yeah. Just, you know, it's like, I want to know what's going on. It's, a, it's an absolutely original fantasy title. No, 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 no. That is every fantasy title ever so, mixed together. And I'm down, but don't call it original, my friend. I mean, I will say I'm not as mad at one. At, I mean, I understand why they went out of production right now. Yeah. Because, I mean, everything's out of production right now for uh, Funimation. And I don't know if they're, they're going to get back on a regular schedule for My Hero now or not. Because that's the thing. They're like, hey, we, you know, we got 84 up. But, like, are we going to get 85 next week and they're going to get back on the schedule? Because, I mean, Bulfury, I don't know when that's coming back. That's the other one that I'm watching simulcast, simulcast right now. So I'm curious, especially like we're about to start getting the spring anime. Right. So are we even going to get those dubbed? Like is someone working on that? Because I don't know. Um, I'll be honest. I haven't followed much of Japan's uh, COVID-19 hit right now. I mean, we're getting riddled with it in the States. Like I think New York's death toll just surpassed uh, Italy's. Yeah. So like, you know, I mean, obviously there's a lot more stuff to worry about than, hey, when are we going to get our anime? Right. And thankfully there's enough backlog of shit to watch that, uh. I'm okay with that right now. Yeah. But I, I would like to finish My Hero. I want to finish the fourth season. I do know that there's a fifth season confirmed already, which, of course, there's a fifth season confirmed. It is the most popular anime in the world. Yeah, it's got to be right now. Uh, and the, the reason I'm confident in saying that without checking it out is because <laughs> when it debuted uh, the movie, the last one, uh, was it Heroes Rising or whatever? Yeah, Heroes Rising. Two Heroes or Heroes Rising? Uh, I think it was Heroes Rising. I think it was Heroes Rising. Uh, whichever one just came out in February in the States. I haven't seen it. And it's I'm really good. Mad. I'm not spoiling it. Don't worry. Uh, but when it came out, it did. Uh, it, I haven't it, seen either one. Okay, you're missing out. You need to rent them because they're really good. Um, I don't think you can get the new one until like July is when it comes out in uh, video home video. But I would try to find it. Like the last one, I really enjoyed Island Adventure. That was really cool. Uh, but what I'm saying is that movie was number four that weekend in the U.S. box office. It wasn't adjusted. It wasn't fucking number four. If you take out all these other movies, it was number four that weekend. Like it was just straight up special event number four. Right. It did enough business to be number four. Which is incredible yeah. for an anime Absolutely. movie. Even the Ghibli films when they were doing when they do a Ghibli fest at the theaters, I don't believe those crack the top fucking ten the weekends. So the fact that my hero was able to come out and launch at number four is just mind-blowingly incredible. And I stand by it's the fact that it takes that tried and true Western hero format, mm -hmm. the thing that like us Western audiences specifically enjoy, you know, like just that origin story, that Marvel Comics, DC, just that gen that caped crusader kind of shit, man. It takes that story and it does it through an anime JRPG like lens. It takes our con it takes that concept that is so popular to a Western audience and it tells it through just the lens of an anime, the right. lens of Japanese storytelling. And it, it also, kind of like the Avengers, where it's not focusing solely on one character. Like, obviously, obviously, um, shit, my mind just went blank. Deku? Thank you. No problem. Obviously, Deku is the, is the, uh, is the, the main character, but every character is kind of very important to the story. They're not necessarily a secondary character, whereas, you know, in other animes, Naruto, Naruto is Naruto. Naruto. That was a slip. That's that good old Naruto. Naruto. I tell you what, man, I've been watching that Naruto, <laughs> and 
Well, I, them Japanese got some good cartoons, let me tell you. <laughs> that was a true slip. Um, <laughs> Naruto and, and like Red One Neck Piece. Reviews come out. Right. Naruto and One Piece. Up the Luffy trees. is really the, the main character with a, a great secondary cast. Naruto is the main character of that, that anime. This almost... Well, in fairness Naruto, they, you know, the show is literally called... Called Naruto. Like, you know, he, he's the character. You know, Bardo is uh, Bardo. Right. Um, you know, I, I get what you're saying. It definitely does show other characters. And it's allowing the other characters to really showcase. And that's something that the first movie, I think, had a problem with. Mm-hmm. Um, which you haven't seen. But when you see it, you'll kind of understand. It's like, oh, look at, like, look at the A-team over here. Right. <laughs> like, it's almost like, a, you know, like a great joke was... Um, a great joke about Star Wars is, yeah, man, there's all these rebels. We're all oh. red shirts except for oh, Luke, Han, and Leia. Man. And then their space dog, as Kevin Smith would say, <laughs> Chewbacca. Um, but yeah, no, If you wa- when you watch uh, the new one, it's really cool because every hero gets a chance to shine. In fact, one of the villains gets, uh, well, actually, two of the villains, when they get taken down, Deku's not even there. That's awesome. Which is really cool. Like, they, they're able to, like, you know, uh, light spoilers. Uh, one of the heroes really gets taken down by Bakugo because he's fucking awesome, too. Like, he's very powerful. One of the heroes or one of the villains? One of the villains, sorry. Okay. One of the villains gets taken down. Like, is, ba- is Bakugo cha- turning on us already? Uh, well, inadvertently. You'll see. You'll okay. see. You'll, there's, there is a slight change, but it's inadvertent. You'll, you gotta see it. Like, like I said, light spoilers. And then another villain is taken down, um, again, light spoilers, by uh, Todoroki. Who, uh, if you watch the movie, when you see it, man, he's nerfed a little bit. Yeah. And I think it's nerfed so that the other heroes don't look like shitbags next to him. Because if you want, you know, watching my hero, even like the overhaul arc, it was like, hey, man, check out like how awesome Kirishima and, uh, you know, Deku are. Like, these guys are great. And even like, you know, Chaku and, uh, you know, Froppy were like, yeah, you know, they're okay. They're just, they're off doing their own thing with the dragon teacher. But it's like, you know, Kirishima's bad at Look at him just standing his own. You know right. what I mean? Or it's like, uh, against Stain, it was like, hey, man, check out Todoroki. He's fucking awesome. And, you know, we're like, oh, the villains think Bakugo's so badass, they want his ass on their team. Right. I, but, I mean, even, like, the, the last arc where you, where you had, had them fighting um, the... the Overhaul? Overhaul. Yeah. You had, you had the girls go out and take down the giant, the giant uh, badass villain that... that yeah, but they had a lot of help from their they like did, hero teacher. But they, you had you had spe- I mean I mean even Kirishima had help from Pat Gum, so Right. But they had specific arcs. They they had specific I Yeah, mean, but what I'm saying it, they weren't fight- necessarily fighting the big bad, but they were taking on I, I would argue that while I, I do agree they definitely had their moments in that in those fights, I, I do think that they got overshadowed by like Kirishima and Mirio and you know um Deku yeah, uh, Deku mean, Sun Nigeria. Eater like even uh Najiri um the the sir uh the static hero yeah you know the um one of the big three uh, she like she was cool but like I felt like the three female heroes here definitely got overshadowed because like it was like all of them fighting that dude like um Sun Eater uh Tamaki I think I think so tamaki i uh, you know the guy who like you know eats something and get becomes that yeah uh, i mean he had an awesome fight on his own and even mirio got to fight overhaul like really night uh, like the only time a pro hero fought overhaul he just got fucking murdered so you know uh but you had <clears throat> excuse me i'm drinking and i'm like trying to like choke to death over here <laughs> So like yeah, but I like I do feel they got over overshadowed a little bit so that when you they bu- did, but they at least had their own they like each 
each of the the academy each, yeah, kids. Each, yeah, each of the one, each of the UA kids definitely had their own. Yeah, like they definitely had their own beats going on, and but I mean they focused on like five of them. What I'm saying is like the cool part about the movie is it gives an even better focus to all these heroes. Like everybody gets See, a moment that, to shine. Awesome. It's not like you know when they and just I, have like Ashida just sitting in a bedroom going, "We're on lockdown on I Island." That happens. Like they have all the one A students on I Island in the first movie. But it's only like five of them get to do anything. Right. And of course, it's like Todoroki, Baku, so <laughs> oh, I just, Ochaku. I just looked the, uh, oh, that's the Japanese version. But um, it's it's only looking like uh, eight bucks to get on, on Amazon. So at some point, I'll be, I'll be purchasing that. Yeah, you should definitely check it out. It's really cool. And it has a really cool, uh, the opening sequence is really nifty. It's, um... What is the opening? God, it's uh, All Might, but it's a young All Might when he's working in like the United States. And it's a pretty cool little sequence. So it's like the first five minutes of the movie is uh, All Might being a badass. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you know, get the I Island, a little bit of exposition, like what the shit's I Island. And then they go on from there. And it's really good. Like, I really enjoyed that movie. I thought it was really cool. So, and like I said, though, like the one of the issues I had with that movie was all of 1A is there. And you're like, yay, all the 1A students. But like, they're totally unimportant. Right. Like, you know, it's like, oh, like you guys are waiters. And like, oh, these ones just came because, you know, Yali Rosa is like rich. So they all got in on the island. But that only a couple of them actually get to do anything. Uh, Kirishima is one of them because he's a badass. I like Kirishima a lot. Like, he's probably one of my favorite, like outside, like that main group. Right. Like, I really like Kirishima. Um. But it's like all of them actually get to do something like eh, like Ioma's, you know, he's important. Ochaku is, you know, she's being awesome. Bakugo, Todoroki, um, you know, Fro- like they all get a moment to shine in the movie. And I think that's something that's really awesome. And yeah, like if that's how they continue to do my hero movies, because they are doing gangbusters in the box office. So I have a hard time imagining they don't continue to do my hero movies. Right. That so is how I hope they would continue doing them. Does that mean my hero could be the next Pokemon? No, <laughs> not in the least. Uh, my hero, there are two reasons, I think. A, I don't think it has the children appeal that Pokemon did. It doesn't have a bunch of uh, colorful. It's colorful, but it doesn't have a bunch of like fun little monsters. Right. And uh, two, it doesn't have the merchandise appeal that Pokemon had. Uh, Pokemon, you know, you could play that game and it was like, oh, my God, like I'm a dick. If you play, if you play my hero games, they're a fighter. Like, that's all they are. Like. Maybe eventually we'll get a My Hero game that's like a DBZ Kakarot. Like, I really want to try Kakarot. Like, that's supposed to be a really cool little, like, RPG where you're playing Goku, and it's like a sandbox-style game. And there's a really cool, uh, I don't know if it's good or not, but there's a One Piece game very similar to that where, you know, like, you're Luffy, and you get to do that. But it's like all the My Hero games are fighters. Mm-hmm. If you want to play them, they're fighters. There's there's nothing else. Like, they, I mean, you don't even get, like, a random, like, Gundam Dynasty Warriors out of it, which, while that's a fighter, at least Gundam Dynasty Warriors is an awesome game series by the way like my favorite of the gundam games because it's not a fighter it's dynasty warriors where you're just fighting a bunch of zaku units as a gundam and it's incredible (laughs) if you're a gundam fan sorry tangent so i would definitely uh but yeah so it's like i so i don't think my hero could be that i think it's a little more adult oriented that while kids can get into and they could definitely understand the hero over there like the story i just don't think kids are going to be are going to gravitate to that like pokemon Cause like Pokemon, every episode you could just tune it. Like I don't believe. I think we talked about it before. I don't believe they aired it on. I don't believe they aired it in order. Cause I seem to remember watching Pokemon, and then I, the first episode I remember seeing on a weekday was Ditto, mm-hmm. and that is way into the series. Like it's like, oh, here's Ditto, and you're like, wow, and like you know who the hell is Brock? Like I remember that chick with the bike, Misty, but who the hell is this Brock feller that Ash is hanging out with? And you know, so it's like I don't remember. I don't believe they were aired in order. 
And they just aired them because, well, fuck it, we got the light. We'll just put them out. And so if you did that with My Hero, you'd be very confused. Oh, yeah. Be like, you know, there's arcs and stories and things that continue. And I mean, even Pokemon, like, eh, you don't really need to know who some of these characters are. Like, oh, they'll pop up every once in a while. And maybe it's more important now to be a Pokemon fan. But even then, like, they're they're reintroducing characters. Like, oh, we're going back to this place. Or we're going back to Johto. Or we're going to check this out in, like, Vermilion City again. Right. So as such, I just, I don't think My Hero has that kind of draw. But, I mean, uh, you know, who knows? Hot Topic loves it. They keep selling My Hero stuff. Yeah, okay, is, yeah I've got something in my eye. Yeah. He's crying. He's just thinking about how good My Hero is, and it's making him tear up. It's, oh, absolutely. Tears to my eyes, man. I thought so, man. I thought so. Hey, man, you can't be dying on me. Like, you know, you got to tell me if you're going to die. No, I'm not dying. be a really not weird today, podcast. Well, yeah, guys. And uh, in this episode of The Crawl of the Crow, uh, Squickles dies. The Reaper has come. Yeah. Don't fear the Reaper. Dark and current Gordon times, but uh, current times. Any hoots. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's my feeling on My Hero, at least. I don't know. What do, you, do you think it could become a Pokemon in all seriousness? Um, I think it could if you... Because you could you could take and make those games, you could make an RPG game out of those with a lot of fighter elements to it. But you could make it almost like a Final Fantasy where it was a sandbox game where you could go and do stuff and then you had, but you had fights that you had to get into. Um, it, it, I mean, I think it could. I think, I think it, with it doing as well as it's doing in the box office, they could look at making more. They could look at making it into more merchandising. They could look at making it into more, uh, more, more books, more games, more shows. You know, well, I think I, I don't honestly know how manga does in the state in the states. I, I I used to read a lot. I don't. I haven't read a manga in many years, so I can't be like, oh, this is how well they do in the states. What I uh, so I, I don't know if the books are there. I do remember Pokemon had some dark ass comics. Yeah, like I remember reading those. Like, wow, these are. Not what I thought. Red, what the hell is happening? Because Red was the protagonist in them. Right. Uh, Toy-wise, again, I just, I don't know, man. Like, Pokemon was fun. Like, you had all these cute little monsters. I just don't know. Like, my hero is not, I don't I just, I don't know if they've got the, the the action figure pack. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know if action figures have the draw to kids that they used to. I really don't. Um, I am a big fan of action figures, obviously, but I'm a 31-year-old geek. Yeah. And I like to put them up on my shelves. I like statues too. I just so I don't know if the toy I like. I remember as a kid though, man. I got the Pokemon because they fought. I was like, ah oh, man, you got a couple Pokemon in each pack. I mean, you can just slam those sons of bitches together and have a good old time. So I remember I got a uh, I got Geodude and Graveler and uh, you know whatever his uh, Golem was his final form. I remember getting those and I just slamming those together like WWE fighters. You're like, yeah, yeah, having a good old time. And I don't know if I would do that with a My Hero action figure. I mean, I probably would, but I don't know. Like same way, I'm like, I don't know, is GI Joe popular? I guess I don't know. <laughs> So I just I just don't know if like the yeah. toy I just don't know if the toy sales are there for the young audience because if you think about it I mean toy sales are what killed shows like Young Justice originally yeah you know and that was a really good you know series that you know it's just the demographic wasn't buying action figures because it ended up being more popular I believe with uh, teen tween girls right than with uh, young boys and they were not buying the action figures thus they were not selling the toys and they were not and they just weren't profitable for uh, I think it was Hasbro I want to say it was Hasbro. Don't quote me on that, though. And I don't know. I, I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know. I just, I think you could, because, like, you could you could make different toys with, like, all the different powers that they use. Like, you could have, you could have Todoroki doing the, uh, the you know, the ice on one side and then the flames on the other. Fine. You could find ways to make that work. You could have. Well, they have that action figure. 
But here's the thing, man. I mean, it's like, okay, here's one hero, and then here's another hero. But I don't know, man. It's just at the end of the day, you're like, I, there's not 150 different ones. So it's like everyone can have their same their favorite character, but you can't. No, there's four billion. In my hero? In my hero, because every person in the world has a power. Yeah, but so we don't can, see, we don't I know mean, every person in the world. I Who's mean, buying that, Deku's mom action figure, man? <laughs> I mean, it's it's just like she lightly can, draws things to her with shitty telekinesis. But I mean, and not everybody. It's not everybody, but it's eighty percent of the world has has power. So you could start introducing people. You could start introducing people on the other side of the world and make another show of of that. Well, they have other comics, but they're not putting in the series even because uh, Vigilantes takes place, and it's uh, takes place like. Five or six years before Deku would get to, uh, I, I believe it takes place five or six years before Deku would get to UA. Um, and it's All Might's big because the main guy in uh, Vigilantes, his power is like slick or something. Mm-hmm. And so if he has like three, uh, I think if he has three points of contact on a surface, he can slide across it or something weird. And he fights crime in an All Might hoodie. Huh. And uh, late spoilers for uh, Vigilantes, uh, they introduce Stain. In it, actually, he's a vigilante hero for a little bit uh, before he gets uh, unhappy with heroes. Um, I believe they they have got an entire arc with uh, Eraserhead and Present Mike and uh, their buddy. Who, um, ooh, I could give you a real big spoiler for my hero right now. Let's not. I'm let's not, not. I'm not. I'm not going to give you the big spoiler. Well, it's not even in the series yet. It's just in the manga because I actually I follow. I know what's happening in the manga right now too. And I'm like, let me tell you the shit that's going on there. It's awesome. Uh, but there is a, a big spoiler um, that if you uh, read the manga and you read Vigilantes, you'll be like, oh, um, and it's kind of nifty. I won't give you that, though. So uh, but there's, so there's a lot of stuff happening there, but it's like they didn't even feel like they should make that a show. I just like I said, I mean, but could they now? Uh, like, could, oh, yeah. With, I mean, they, with, the, with them doing so well at the, at the movie, could you make a Vigilante show? Well, I think you could make a vigilante show, and or I think at least people a vigilante's arc. I think people would enjoy it. I do think that if you made a vigilante's, uh, I think you need to do a show. You need to do a full series for it, and I do think people would watch it. I don't disagree with that. But even then, I don't believe that this would have the draw that a children's show like Pokemon has. Right. And I think that's the thing. At the end of the day, I don't think you can move enough toy units to make it a viable worldwide phenomenon for children's toys. I mean, they're obviously moving enough, whatever it takes to make it a, to make it a phenomenon, to make it sell. They're moving enough posters or T-shirts or whatever it is. But I just I don't think this is the hit that Pokemon was. And I just I don't know if you're going to replicate that with my hero. And I, honestly, I don't know. I mean, maybe something will, but I don't know if anything really can capture that. Like nothing's trying to mimic my hero. And that's another right. thing. Like we're four seasons into the TV series. Uh, I want to say the books have been going since like 14 or 15. So, you know, we're very, they're not deep. We're deep into this. Yeah, we're, we're deep enough into it. There hasn't been something that's tried to emulate or like, you know, match that Pokemon competed with Digimon, Digimon and, and Monster Rancher. Those yeah. are the two that really come to mind that Pokemon had to compete with, which to be honest, I really liked Monster Rancher. It I love Digimon. Yeah, Digimon was fun, but even, I, even I love you, Monster you Rancher. To a point. Um, I to mean, a, to a small point. I would say Yu-Gi-Oh! just in the fact that, like, there's a game, and it was definitely hucking a game. Like, every uh, episode was a commercial. Because you had that, you had Beyblades, Duel Masters. Yeah. So there was definitely a subset, uh, a genre of that. Which, I mean, I think Yu-Gi-Oh! I think there's still a Yu-Gi-Oh! cartoon. I'm not 100% on that. I believe there is. But, you know, you don't see that as much now. Like, you don't see the Beyblade. You don't see that crazy thing. 
where it's like, oh, here's a card game. Here's the TV series where the entire world revolves around this card game. Oh, no, a bank robber. I'll use the heart of the cards to stop them. I challenge you to a duel. Right. Like, we don't see that insane premise as much nowadays. I mean, I liked Yu-Gi-Oh. I was a big fan. I'm not going to lie. I like Duel Masters. I like Beyblades. Uh, I'll tell you one that I really enjoyed uh, that uh, had a card game that uh, never took off, but I remember playing a little bit of. Little Zatch Bell action. I loved Zatch Bell. Oh man, that I, was I loved that show. Oh my god, you know I want to do. I'd love to do an ep, an extra episode of the Call of the Crow where we talk about anime that like nobody talks about anymore. Uh huh. Because Zatch Bell could be on that list. Metabots would be on that list. You remember Metabots? Vaguely. Oh shit, buddy, we're doing you, this episode in the near future. Oh, I'm I'm down. You just we're get, doing this. You got to give me a list of what I need to 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 reacquaint myself with. Yeah, just uh, don't. You don't need a list. Don't even tell me. Like we'll just be like, hey man, you remember uh, you remember Metabots? You'd be like, not really. Be like, let me fucking tell you about Metabots. <laughs> and that'll be the episode we just talk about like right. anime like that, dude. I oh yeah, man, Zatch Bell was great. Um, Zatch Bell got two seasons, and I wish it had more. Of course, it was so cool. Hey, it man. never even really finished. Look you? at my little demon dolls. Yeah, I mean, it was fantastic, and it never finished. That's Dude. what pissed me off. It never finished. You never got a a king of the of the whatever they were. I can't remember what they were, but I don't know, just dolls. I don't yeah. remember either. I just remember they were like not like nightmare dolls. <laughs> they were, and they were fucking fantastic. It was like if someone took an anime and was like, "Let's make Puppet Master an anime." Yeah, I mean, sort of, but. You know, dude, everything in, like, that, like, 2000s, like, early 2000s had a game attached to it. Inuyasha had a card game. Naruto had a... Hell yeah, dude. So, um, spoilers for future Crowing Commando content. Uh, Something that we're working on is finding dead games to try to play and review and decide if we enjoyed them or not. And, (coughs) excuse me. Man, you know, I got this cough, and Mm -hmm. it's not COVID-19. It's just I have sinus problems and allergy problems. And Ohio hates us. Yeah, God, we went from, like, 70 70 degrees degrees. to a tornado to snow. To to, now it's back up to 50. Oh, my God, it's terrible, dude. My sinuses are killing me. Any hoots. So we have this cool idea where we want to take dead games and we want to play them. This will consist of, uh, you know, maybe we find a starter deck for the Yasha card game, or maybe we'd find like the original Pokemon card game. Not the, cause I guess it's different now. I guess like they read, they changed it or something. Oh, really? I, I, I don't know. I know. I know Kayla's daughter is big on the Pokemon cards. She loves the Pokemon. Mm. Like I, I haven't played Pokemon cards she in years, but I'm talking like original, like base edition, things oh, yeah. like that. Or like, you know, we'd find a uh, dual masters, things like that. And we'd just play it. We'd give it a quick review, but like, you know, this is what we thought we do an episode. And we're like, this is what we like. This is what we didn't like about it. Blah, blah, whatever. And uh, so, like, this could be something that's kind of fine, too. Like, some of these old things. Like, God, man, I think it'd be a good time. And that's something I'd really enjoy. Like, I'd be down because I'm always down to, like, you. Know, I, I got into the anime game kind of late. So I, I know a few from the, the late 90s and the maybe mid-90s. And then not until about two, three, maybe four years ago did I start really getting back into it. And there was there's a big gap of... I wasn't watching anime like there there's a big so we might have to make this into not just animes that were forgotten but shows that were forgotten because like I could point out like The Cape which was a fantastic show or Reaper which was a fantastic show that nobody remembers I remember Reaper Reaper was I want to say I believe we've talked about this before I stand by I think Kevin Smith uh did the first episode of Reaper I want to say I, I want to say he was like the, uh, the the pilot episode or something. He set the tone. 
One of the important things for a series is whoever does the pilot episode kind of gets to set the tone for the series. Uh -huh. So they may not even be on, uh, you know, the, the series ever again. But whoever they pick, they're like, this is the universe. This is the person that we want to build our universe around. And so I believe Kevin Smith might have done, uh, might have been the pilot episode of Reaper. I don't know, man. I, I think I've said that every time we talk about it. Reaper got killed from the uh, the, the writer's strike, strike, right? It did. I thought, sounds like, man, I didn't. That killed a lot of shows, unfortunately. Yep. Man, that's kind of crap, man. Oh, well, maybe it'll uh, maybe it'll come back. Who knows? Everything else is trying to come back nowadays. You know, you know that's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Smith did the uh, pilot for uh, Reaper. Okay. So I thought so. I was very confident of that. I don't know if you ever went back and did another episode. I don't either, but... Sorry, that was another tangent. Man, we're good at tangents. <laughs> I think that's what we call it. Sorry, tangent. Yeah, sorry, tangent. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so anyway, Commandos... We're back. That's the important thing, I think. Uh, we are going to do our damnedest to get content out a little quickly, a little quicker now. Um, things seem to have calmed down a bit at work, or at least in the world for us. Yeah. So, like, I think we can schedule things again, and uh, we'll get there. Uh, let's see. Is there anything big we wanted to talk about before we get done with this? I know you had had one thing you sent me earlier. Uh, oh, we did. Yeah, man. Um. And there's well, there is one thing I kind of want to touch on, but not it's not as heavy as it was a month ago. <laughs> Let's see anything crazy. Uh, let me just hit some uh, some cool things that we've got going on here. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. We've well, got uh, Worms is coming back with a new game, which I'm very excited about. Worms right. Armageddon, if you've never played, it's a fantastic uh, multiplayer game series. Uh, two teams of four worms, uh, you go against each other. It's a game series I really loved playing with my cousins growing up. I don't know if you ever played the I Worms games. I never really did. So there's a new Worms coming. It's a reboot. There is a place that is going to be doing Jaws on the water. Yeah. So that's cool. For I guess sixth year in a Yeah, running. I guess it's the big tradition. Like you rent an inn or two. Although I don't I wonder if they'll be able to do it now. Who knows? But so they're planning to in the summer. You're uh, they're gonna put a big old screen just, up. You're gonna be in a harbor. I imagine sitting there watching Jaws in the theater, you're just gonna hear nonstop quit touching me. <laughs> oh definitely, man. Put a scuba diver in there every now and then brush people's legs. <laughs> right. Really mess with them. But yeah, so it's gonna be like in an open harbor, you're gonna be on an inner tube and you're just gonna be watching Jaws in the water. That sounds yeah. pretty cool though. Uh Disneyland's gonna have this really cool thing where they're gonna have like a uh, a VR web slinger kind of thing going on. So that looks pretty sweet. Uh, uh there was a couple of WWE things and most of them tie together at this point. Um but the 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 revival were getting completely shut out of their contracts at this point and were being left home not being paid because they had made the minimum amount that they could be paid mm -hmm. while not being on TV. So they were they were literally waiting out their contracts not being paid and I just I thought that was crappy as all hell. It but is. they as of either Thursday or Friday, literally as of Thursday or Friday, they were immediately released, which means they no longer have a 90-day uh no compete uh clause. And that they're doing, um, the, everyone no, believes they're going to AEW, where they believe they will be used in a much better light. That's, that's good, I guess. Yeah. Um, the only thing is, AEW has filmed six weeks worth of episodes, so we may not even get to see them until next so month. Like seven weeks or whatever? Yeah, seven, like, until at least their, uh, their next big pay-per-view. That's kind of crappy. But And the other thing was, um, WWE, AEW... Are still performing. They're still doing shows. They're doing them to empty audiences. Did you watch what was it? WrestleMania 36. I haven't watched it. All right. Oh, I have to report it next time when you watch it. I'm just I'm curious to how it goes. 
how it feels watching it without an audience. I appreciate they're trying to do it. it AEW has done it the right way, I believe, because they've got they don't have the audience, but they have the ring, they have the the chairs, and then they have between four and eight people ringside wrestlers that are just ringside. Some of them are like placing bets on the on the matches. Some of them are just shouting out and it gives it enough of an audience feel that you're not just hearing <laughs> like it, it gives it an it's the i believe it's the right way to do it because wwe has also been doing empty shows well i guess here's a question for but you but there there's been quite literally empty shows so everything they do huh. they are literally just you can see here think everything they're doing and they they're also replaying like old matches like old yeah. royal rumble matches and shit like that and you're like why <laughs> i know what's going on here you gotta put on how, a um, show anyways why? i mean how are they checking to make sure like the wrestlers are good to wrestle are they like quarantining them and like you're not allowed to leave the wwe facilities uh, well i know wwe had a couple of people come down with with um covid19 covid19 uh they were on-screen performers but they weren't wrestlers so they were probably like referees or announcers or something like that but they had come in contact through some doctor that they had gone to see. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, I know Roman Reigns dropped out of his WrestleMania match. Yeah, he's got lymphoma? Uh, leukemia. Leukemia, leukemia. He's leukemia, or he's, he's had leukemia. Yeah, he's in so remission he's like, or something. What? I'm going to stay away, which is the smart thing to do. Um, I mean, there's definitely respect to the AEW fact that... AEW like, was putting up all of their performers down mm -hmm. in Georgia where they were performing the last couple of... <clears throat> Uh, the la like last week they were performing the last like next six episodes, yeah. six six weeks worth of episodes. Just trying to record a whole bunch of shit now, get it in the can, and then maybe yeah. you can come back in six weeks. Well, I know, uh, like obviously, you know, we're not getting basketball and stuff. Uh, basketball is doing something cool. They just had a uh, players tournament for uh, which I said they should do at the beginning, where they should just get everyone to play like NBA 2K and just record players shit talking each other. Mm -hmm. Which I actually said that's what like ESPN should do. Just have the anchors play NBA 2K, get drunk and shit talk. <laughs> so uh, they had the players do a players tournament, which was kind of cool. Uh, and I was like, oh, that's really nifty. I know NASCAR, which, uh, you know, weird. We're talking NASCAR. That's where we, the world we live in. Uh, I don't Dude, believe they're racing. ESPN put on a 1997 spelling bee today. <laughs> <laughs> that's the world we live in. Well, I mean, they're paying big money to try to get the uh, rights to it. But uh, NASCAR is doing um, iRacing, so they're getting the their uh, the drivers have like nice like just video game rigs in their house, and they're just they're doing racing competitions that way, and it looks so real that I, at first I see the pictures and I'm like, oh, they're racing. Oh, they're not really racing. I'm right. like, wow, so they don't really need to actually be in these cars. I guess you're a NASCAR fan. It's cool to have. Like, it's funny because so many people now are turning to like watch video games who would normally be like, why would you watch video games for fun? And I'm like, right. oh, now yeah, you get, now the you idea. get it. Now, now you get why I watch the game. Grumps and Mark player jackasses. <laughs> I mean, it's probably not as funny. I mean, I imagine. NBA players shit talking each other is probably hilarious. Right, especially um, since now they're they're not the spoilers. Actually, it is actually because I watched some of it. Okay. It was fantastic. I was gonna say especially since they're not like winded from actually playing now. <laughs> oh yeah, if you're a sports fan, like I highly recommend checking out the players tournament. I thought it was really cool. Uh, hopefully you didn't bet on it because there was some controversy there. Um, I think Kevin Garnett. I, uh, was, no, it was uh, it was Durant. I think I think Durant got. Oh, you mean the greatest cheater in the world is cheating again? No, he actually he lost um, in the first round. I can't remember who he played and lost to, but whoever he lost to, um, he was the favorite to win. So the way they did is you picked eight teams and you can only use that team a game. And once you use that team, they were done. So like, do you use a great team like the Lakers or the Clippers? Like, do you use that team now, uh, or do you save them for like finals? And that was the question. So they ended up, um, and uh, Durant lost. 
And um, it was a big deal because they're like, oh, shit, Durant lost and people were betting on him, but it was pre-recorded. So the issue was like, could you bet on that? Could you have found out maybe because it was pre-recorded? Could you have found out that he lost beforehand? Which the answer is, of course, you could find that out. Like maybe someone posts it. Maybe somebody knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. Well, speaking of that, like going back to WWE, Vince McMahon has found a loophole to make make people continue to to come in and wrestle. They are now essential uh, entertainment employees. And because he doesn't like doing the taped shows. And that's some bullshit. So that's a thing. Man, that's kind of horseshit. Just saying they're essential and making them going to work. Sounds about to go. I mean, I don't know, man. If they're willing to go out there and... uh... I don't, I just I don't know, man. I, I know a lot of the uh, a lot of the, <coughs> the wrestlers are pissed because they're like, listen, we we did tape shows, and then I guess he canned the last two tape shows and said, film it as quick to as close to show as you can. What a shitbag! Yeah, I don't know. I don't like Vince McMahon very much. He just seems like an asshole. Uh, the XFL just folded, I so it's not doing that. so hot. Uh, which sucks because that was not... actually okay football to watch. It was. And... It wasn't. It was. It was interesting and just but because of everything that happened it's, yeah it's now folded yeah everything happened it wasn't like, even anything they did it was just they, i know they it sucks there's to, actually some decent football you know? yeah. i was like i i'm all for being continue in. because of the world crisis yeah man it's like i was like i'm all for watching football i mean obviously not like putting people at risk like this but i was like hell yeah man you know super bowl i'm still gonna get some football i am in i was watching it and, you know it's gonna take us almost to training camp man i was like yeah we'll get through this and we'll start hearing otas we'll start hearing about all right, all right, I can I can do this, man. I'll get a couple more months of football, and I only got to go a couple months before the Browns kick off and start sucking again. Right. And, you know, we didn't get that, unfortunately. And I felt bad for the XFL. Like, there were players out there who, uh, there were some good players who were going to get a chance in the league. But there were guys who I think, you know, maybe if they'd have got a, they, you know, a couple more games, like some more game tape, there are guys who would have been like, oh, shit. And I thought it would have been, I always thought there's a great American amateur football league that's not college right like there's something for college players who are just almost there they just need to work their game a little bit like a basketball player or something like that you know work the game in the g league work the game in you know overseas there's there's a couple guys like that who are like you know maybe i don't know they weren't in the right system at college they picked the wrong system they made a wrong choice maybe the right system they can really shine and you always see that that's why you see guys from the canadian football league you know make the jump over to the nfl you know sometimes they're really good and other you know other times they're not so hot and that does happen but i mean like you know for every uh you know, for every undrafted, like, you know, for every, you know, first round draft bust, there is a undrafted amazing star. Right. Like, I don't think, uh, you know, Tom Brady, people hate him. Touchdown Tom, though, man. Yeah. Like, you know, Tampa Tom, what, whatever you want to call him. Six or something. Yeah, like that. he was six. He was a six rounder. Uh, Tony Romo may not have, you know, won many clutch games, but fantastic in the regular season. Undrafted. Things like that. You know what I mean? There were even guys who like they made their impacts. They had seven year decent careers. Uh, Andrew Hawkins, he played in the uh, Canadian Football League, won two Grey Cups, came over, came back to the States, played in uh, Cincinnati and then played for the Browns for a couple years. You know, he was a great player. Wasn't a fantastic player. Wasn't knocking anyone's socks off. But I mean, he played well enough that like he was a decent player for his position. Right. So it's like, you know, there are guys who like they just need a little bit more development or just showing that they can make it in those big games. And you know, so it's a shame. I, I really would have liked to see that game kind of that week continue. Yeah, and a lot of people are speculating too because this is Vince McMahon. This is not, you know, this is not the guy who's going to go. I want a league that is going to lead into the NFL. This is the guy going. I want to crush the NFL. Yeah. So we'll a, lot of, a lot of people are saying he's using this as a you know excuse to to fold the company. No, oh, of course. And a lot of people are like. 
or were surprised he even did it anyways because he likes to micromanage so heavily on the WWE that people were actually excited because it would get him away from WWE. Yeah, I remember for a seeing bit. some of that. Oh well. But that's so all. so maybe this was just another maybe this was the opportunity he saw, but Maybe. I, I don't, don't know. know. Either either way, the XFL man's not coming back and that's unfortunate. It is, man, it is. It's just unfortunate people like watching football. Uh, let's see, what other show notes did we have from the episode we were going to do forever ago? Uh, we were going to have movies. We were going to talk about the fact that you could uh, digitally release see movies released days after the theater release. Yeah. Uh, because we were talking about this before all the movie theaters closed. Yep. So, uh, yeah, so if you haven't figured it out by now, Commandos, uh, for about 20 bucks, you can rent uh, major motion releases. Bloodshot, Birds of Prey, Onward just hit Disney+, Plus, but before that, you could have rented it. Right, and it, I mean, Onward was fantastic. I liked Onward a lot. It was that was a that was a D and D love letter. Oh, definitely, for, man. It was I a very mean, it was a very good movie. Tom Holland, yeah. Chris Pratt, it was fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, if uh, you have a small child or a Spider-Man fan in your life, I would highly recommend still looking into this. He might still be doing it. Jake Johnson was uh, taking emails and he was uh, making voicemails for Spider-Man fans. So nice. he was sending them voice messages as Peter B. Parker, which I think is super awesome. Uh, so Jake Johnson. I know uh, um, the, the Josh Gad, the guy that plays Olaf, is doing bedtime stories online. For- yeah, but these are personalized. Like no, no, Jake no, Johnson's taking emails. I mean, yeah, no, uh, Josh Gad's doing that as Olaf. He's doing a bedtime stories in Olaf's. So that's really cool, too. And I think that's still happening, actually. So yeah, check I just that saw out. that yesterday or the day before. So that, I mean, that was just. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, so cool. Literally just it's popped fun. in one. So we're going to have to Samantha question mark. Frozen 2. That's another <laughs> one that's on Disney Plus. Highly yeah. recommend it if you haven't seen it yet. Frozen 2 was good. Uh, let's see. Uh, Harley Quinn Season 2 uh, kicked off uh, a week ago, so we're two episodes in. Um, season 2 was more like Season 1 just kept going, because <laughs> that's all it is. Like They ordered uh, 26 episodes, and they decided instead of doing one 26-episode season, they're going to do uh, two 13-episode seasons. But they, they treated it like one 26-episode season. Yeah, pretty much. Like <laughs> The first episode kicks off pretty much right where the... The first episode of Season 2 kicks off right where the last episode of Season 1 ended. Uh, watching it, it's a it's a good continuation. It's still a great series. It's very irreverent. It's very fun. It's very quirky. Um, I will say that I think that when they get to the end of this season, though, I don't think we're going to see a season three of Harley Quinn. Oh, really? Uh, not that it's bad. I just I don't know where they're going to I don't know where they're going to go this season, if I'm being honest. So I think I said at the end of the first season, I was like, well, this is nuts. <laughs> Um, they cranked that insanity up to 11. Yeah, like I thought they were already at 11. Turns out they weren't. So they, um, they were at five. <laughs> yeah, they, they were just ratcheting up the insanity even more. And it's really fun and it's so crazy. But, and like, uh, they're just, they're, they're killing characters off left and right. Like, uh, just the end of the first season, you're so are they going into Blackest Night. Uh, you gotta see, man. You gotta see this series. Like, yeah. well, the way it's happening. I don't know, man. Like, they're gonna need a huge retcon. If they wanna try to keep, if they wanna season three, they're just gonna have to retcon things. That's about the best way to put it. You want season three, you got to retcon some stuff. Harley wakes up, it was all a fever dream. <laughs> yeah, that's about the only way to really do it. Because the way they're, like, what they're doing is just like, what? This is, oh, what? And it's great. It is fantastic. Or maybe she starts finding other players. Oh, man, you got like, you, you got to watch it. I, I want that's really to. the only thing to say. Just because, like, to. the first season, you're like, all right, this is goofy and crazy and quirky, but, like, all right, it works week to week to week. And, like, you can just, you can that's, kill all the red shirts you want, all the goons you want. 
That's well, the like, one subscription I yeah. don't really have right now. So like we're killing some main some some main players. Yeah. So it's like oh wow oh wow they okay so he's not coming back. Ooh <laughs> all right. But uh, they did introduce uh, Batgirl, which was pretty cool. And oh, then nice. uh, the next episode, uh, when it comes out on Friday, the thumbnail has Catwoman, so that's pretty sweet. So Birds of Prey. Yeah, definitely. Like They could definitely do a Birds of Prey shtick with it. So we'll see where it goes. I'm enjoying it. So Harley Quinn Season 2, man, way better than the uh, Birds of Prey movie. Yeah. Uh, the Harley Quinn movie they called, tried to call Birds of Prey. Um, and uh, yeah, man, like I said, all these movies. Another note where it's like, God, can you believe all these movies that are coming out? Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, the other one I just sent squiggles, I just saw is, uh, there is a, uh, DC comic lot. They're billing it. It's every DC comic from like 34 to like 2014. 2014. So they're talking action comics. They're talking every comic with a DC title. Yeah. So really they're talking like, you're going to see the first appearance of the entire justice league plus the justice league. Yep. And uh, I don't want to talk about this too long. Cause I feel like we can make this a crazy discussion, but I was thinking, Jesus, what's that? There's no way that that lot is a terrible lot. Oh, yeah. You're never going to be able to get the value of that lot or the, the value. I use air quotes because the value of a lot is what are people willing to pay? You are never going to get the, the legitimate value of each individual. Yeah, because if you there. piece me now, on you that. Will, you will more than make up for some of those comics by far. But I mean, this lot's worth a clear billion. Oh, I don't think a billion. I do. You really think? I mean, Action Comics number one only went for like one point. Four million, I think. Yeah, Action Comics number one went for one point four. De- Detective Comics number twenty-seven, which is in there, went for one point zero seven million. Yeah, but the thing is, I don't think you're there's... talking every major, every every there not are just not... major every every introduction of every character ever. But there are not a thousand million dollar books in there. No, but there are forty thousand plus books, and you're telling me there's not. There's not I don't two thousand five hundred dollar books in there. Oh. There's not. I mean, you're literally talking every five hundred. You're you're asking me if there's two thousand five hundred thousand. No, five hundred. Here's the thing. Like, I think this goes into thinking about a billion dollars. Like a billion dollar, man. There's no way. There's no way you're gonna get to a billion dollars in that. I don't think. Plus, you, who would buy it, man? I don't think you get there. I don't, but I think individually you could price no it way, out and man. get a, a, a no billion. way. Once you get past the keys. I, w- I would say, man, here's the thing. Once you get past, I would say probably your Trinity, uh-huh. I don't know if you got any more million-dollar books in there. I don't know. Like, I don't know what the first appearance of Wonder Woman is. I know that the first GL I'm seeing in the, I don't know, man, usually the mid-20s. Like, at that, like, uh, what is it, uh, DC Showcase 22, I think? Maybe that's Flash's first appearance. I'm trying to think of it off the top of my head. But the DC Showcases, man, those aren't $500,000 books. Like, you're not getting, I just, I don't think, I think there's such a steep drop off from the Trinity. And I don't even know what Wonder Woman's first appearance is, if I'm being honest. But after you get past that Trinity, I don't think the value's there. And I mean, once you get past the 80s, what, I mean, what are the big books past the 80s? Uh, past the 80s, we always talk about it being mostly junk, but I mean, mo- worth-wise. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think worth-wise. I feel like once you get past, uh... Once you get past Crisis, I don't know what your value is. I mean, there's stuff that I'm sure has got price to it. Because, I mean, like, I mean, you know, your first Red Lanterns, shit like that. Your, you know, your first New 52 Batman. I know that's usually, like, in a couple hundred, I think. I know the, the first appearance of Hush um, runs a couple 
couple, at least a hundred. Yeah, but I just I don't think even if you even if you overstreet it, I just don't think it's a billion dollar collab. I don't think that's a billion dollars. I know, just I'm trying to think like all right, I, yeah. just, I don't know forty thousand books and you've got at least a good ten books that are a million million dollars. You think ten, man? That's the thing. I think I think once you get past the Trinity, I don't man. Well, uh, let me uh. I don't. Know, I just. Either. I don't know. But I think. I think you could easily make the argument that there. There is a billion dollars worth of books in there. I just don't think forty. There's forty thousand books. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're sixty thousand away from a million. We're sixty thousand away we're from a hundred thousand. Meaning we're nine. You know, we're nine hundred and sixty thousand away from a million. God, I don't. I dude. I think you're. I think you're overvaluing. Clearly. I, I maybe, but still, that's. I don't think there's ten million dollar books in there. But it's that's a lot of money. It's a lot. It's a lot. Oh, it's a lot of money. There's no way. There's no way that goes for less than than a couple hundred million. Oh, man, here's the thing. I bet you it. I easily goes for less than a couple hundred million. Who's paying it? I not me. That's yeah, exactly. But sure. that's the thing. I mean, the people that could afford it, the people that would have the loose cash cash to drop on this right off the bat have to have i'm betting you a billion dollars yeah like i i'm gonna say a billionaire has to have the loose cash to buy this it, it like just right off the bat because i don't think a millionaire like someone who has 500 000, 500 million dollars like let's say it goes for 300 million yeah does a millionaire does a 500 you know million five hundred thousand millionaires go i like to spend you know what i mean no Nah, man. But they're not splitting up the books either. That's the thing. They they. They're... That's the, that's what I'm saying. So I think it's got. I think you got to have a billion dollars because I think if you want to say it's going to go for 300 mil, I think that you've got to have at least a billion dollars. You're going to have to have at least 700 million left. Yep. Like so, I don't think you're. I don't think you're going to see it go for that much. I bet you that this would cap out. I bet you this cap outs between 20 and 40 million. At best, we are gonna have to watch this because I I believe it'll go higher. Oh, I especially thing. especially if you get it into like a bidding war. But here's the thing: it goes back to who's bidding. It's it's got to be billionaires. It absolutely has to be billionaires buying this. I, but it's uh, not listen, millionaires. Who's going like who's? It's not the hundred millionaires. It's definitely got to be billionaires. <sighs> that's but that's why I think it could be the hundred millionaires, because I don't think this thing goes from I don't think this thing goes for more than forty mil. I mean that's I mean, that's putting a lot of money on each book, man. Yeah. And I don't think I just I don't know what the like I said I'm not running the numbers. I don't know what the what the value of the collection would be, but there's no way the value of that collection I don't think it's that high. And then you take that, it's like it always goes by a collector. Like I used to work at a shop, man. You sort of worked at the shop. You know, a value of a book's only what people are willing to pay for. We can say it's a shitload of money. Yeah. Like I got like I. You know, I got a Bizarro book that's like the first appearance of Bizarro World. It's like a random action comics or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Overstreet tells me I should be able to get like 80 to 100 off of it. Who the hell's paying that 80 to 100 for Bizarro World, you know? That's very true. But you know they're going to use Overstreet to... Yeah, if you, if you, you Overstreet. But even then, I don't think you're going to find that in the value. And, and you also have to look at the, the value of how good a condition are they. I'm going to guess if it's a collector who had 40,000 books, I'm going to guess they probably bagged and boarded them. I'm sure, but are are any of them slabbed? Um, I, I don't know. I feel like they might have mentioned it was slabbed, but I don't know. I don't I don't remember I'm not a slabber, slabbed, so I don't so. think anyone would have slabbed. I don't know. I don't know much. Like I said, I'm going to definitely follow it, but who? I think you're overvaluing where the price is. I don't know, man. It's, it's one of those, like, especially right now where... People are... I think especially right now, man. People aren't spending big bucks on that. Even they're, millionaires, they're not, billionaires. But I think if this 
when this is over, people are going to want to spend a little money. And maybe maybe I am overvaluing it, but I think that goes for for at least $100 million. Oh, I just, I don't think it does. I don't think there's someone that will, I don't think the collector's there. I'm not saying there may not be that the That might be the issue. I don't think the, the, I think I think they will value it high. I don't think it'll go as high as as people as it will be valued. Oh, most assuredly won't. No one's going to pay that. Uh-uh. But that's what I'm saying. I don't think I don't know if it's going to be valued there. Like I said, I don't know, man. I would say there's easily probably the first 20 years of DC is where you're going to get most of your main first appearances maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's got big books in there. You're going to have all your Watchmen, you're going to have you know, it's going to go for a couple... That's a couple hundred right there. Yeah. I want to say Watchmen goes for a couple hundred at least. Last I saw last I saw an issue of Watchmen, I think it was in the 30 to 40 range. I'm trying to remember. It's been a minute since I've seen an issue of Watchmen. For say, it's been a minute since I've been in a comic shop, I'm being honest. Yeah. But I just... I don't know, man. I just don't know if... The, I just... I don't know who's going to buy it. I don't know. Is there a rich person that wants this collection that's willing to pay anywhere close to a price that's worth it? And I mean, I feel like the guy selling this is just going. I don't want these anymore, or well, I, think I don't. He's dead. Oh well, either way, the, then the family's going. I don't want to split this up because I don't want to have to deal with splitting it up. I mean, I think, I think if you were able to collect DC comics from 1934 to 2014, I feel like whoever's trying to sell it probably is probably can have the money, or you'd find the. You'd have the fee to be able to take care. Like someone would be able to split it, no problem. But they do you want to? That's the thing. Do you want to spend the time? Do you want to spend the the money to do that, or just go take it all, take it all, and don't don't bother me? With it? <sighs> Honestly, I think you're gonna do better if you just. I think that if you offer financially, I think you do better if you split it. Yeah, I think financially, I think the smart choice would be sell the ba- sell the keys, especially the first appearance keys. Loop the Trinity together. Mm-hmm. I think if you put the Trinity together. Or even if you put all the Justice League, I think you would get, you would get the collector come out of the woodwork for that. Yep. You would get the movie star. You would get, I don't know, the hedge you fund manager. You get the Kevin Smith that comes out and says, "I want all of that." Yeah, you would get somebody who actually has the money and can afford a couple million dollars, and can afford, let's say, let let's just say they go for more than they've ever gone for before. And I don't know the price of Wonder Woman, so I don't know her first appearance. But the Trinity altogether, let's say, say we probably let's go say for a million a piece. I, yeah, I would say a million to one point five ish a piece. So let's just let's call it four point five five million mm-hmm. for those three books. I think you could sell those. I think you're fine. I think you find the collector. You find the person who wants those three books. And I think uh, you're right. I think you do. Or you, you do. find the investment in that because I do believe that if you get a decent copy of Action Comics or Detective Twenty Seven. I don't know Wonder Woman's first appearance. Sorry, Wonder Woman. But I think if you get those books, I do think that you make the money. If you collect them, you take care of them. I think in 10 years, you can sell them more for more. I will say that, especially like, I don't know what the condition is, but God dang, dude. I mean, I think I want to say the last action comics that sold was like a 9.0. I want to say it was graded at nine. So if that's the case, and was graded at a nine. You got a good chance. Do you ever see the thing about the guy who created Wonder Woman? Uh, No. Dude, he had, like, this crazy relationship with his wife and his mistress, and it was on, like, the secret history, the secret origin of comics or something that was on, like, AMC a couple years ago, and then they just made a movie about it, and I can't remember all of it, but it was pretty cool. Next, next... Okay, so I, I just looked it up, um, but go, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, the creator? Yeah. Yeah, no, it was just, like, this crazy, like, kind of story. Like, I want to say he was, like, a professor, and he was, like, he had a wife, and he had an open relationship between his wife 
and this student of his, and he was like a psychology professor or something. Mm-hmm. He was into like bondage, and it was like, it's an insane story. And I think there's a documentary movie out there. There was also an episode of um, the Secret History of Comic Books or something like that. I think Robert Kirkman hosted it. Totally check it out. I'll uh, I'll check it out and give you more facts on the next one. But it okay. was a cool little story. So anyway, what do you got? So Wonder Woman's first appearance, DC All Stars number eight. I knew that! Shit! <laughs> Sold in 2017 on eBay, $936,222. See, that's what I was saying, man. I don't think, I don't think she cracks the mill, Mark. Unfortunately. I, I, don't, she, I think might, she, she might it. now. Yeah, I bet she you might, now. She With might inflation, now. she would probably... Well, I don't know, man. The economy's kind of in... Uh, she, pro- she, she might. She probably would might. now. So you figure about a million a piece, million to a million. Well, that's and what a half I'm saying. I'm willing to say a million, million and a half. But I mean, I think those are obviously those are your most valuable books because the rest of the Justice League, man, there's no way Flash, Cyborg, Green Lantern. Aquaman. I bet you combined, yeah, Aquaman. I bet you combine you combine those four. I don't think you're hitting. I don't think you're hitting Wonder Woman numbers. Well, being honest. Cy- Cyborg's first appearance is in a, a Teen Titans book. Isn't he's it? a lot more recent, but he's everyone thinks of him on the Justice League now because of the fucking movie. So. Yeah. But I mean, the, so you're you're talking first appearance of Titans. You're talking first appearance of uh, oh yeah, no, you definitely got Justice value. League. But the thing is, like, the first Titans, like, I'm pretty sure, like, the first Slade is like within my price range. Yeah, like it's a book. I'd be like, well, if I really want to buy it, if I want to buy Deathstroke, I could afford this. You might have to save up a little bit. for Oh it. yeah, I, would definitely, I mean, I wouldn't just, I can't just drop it now. But it's like it's something like I could see, like, oh, I could buy that. Same way, like the first Punisher is pricey, but I'm like, I could buy the first pun. I could save up for the first Punisher. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish I had a bottom when I was thinking, oh, man, dude. A couple years ago, I was looking at uh, Spidey 129, First Punisher. And it was uh, that and Death of Gwen Stacy and uh, Death of Green Goblin. I was looking at those, and I wish I had just pulled the trigger on all three. I got Gwen Stacy and Green Goblin Death. So I got all of that, but I did not pull the trigger on uh, Punisher. And then he appeared on fucking that TV show, the Daredevil. Daredevil show. Then he got his own TV show. And then it was just a way. Oh my god! And then it just skyrocketed. Well, that's like they talk about like um, Rocket Raccoon's first appearance was in the quarter bins, and then after Guardians was in a couple hundred bucks. Oh yeah, his value's up there. Him, Groot, Gamora, Drac. Uh, man, they were all Drac. Drax. Drax. Yeah. <laughs> I just I'm just gonna be like Drac. Yeah, they were all uh, they were all very cheap. What's your cat doing, man? <laughs> no. What's your fucking cat doing? He's, I'm just, I'm reclined back in my chair, Commandos, and this cat just crawls across me and just lays <laughs> on my chest, like he can just. Yeah, I'm just a fat man, and he's just uh, just chilling as a cat. I like cats. I don't hate your cat. I say I hate your cat, but I don't hate your cat. I did shut his tail in the door earlier. I felt bad about that. Yeah, he seemed okay. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely there's no, okay. There's no kink in it, so he's yeah. fine. Anubis has a kink in his tail. He'll be fine. Like, like I said, there's as long as it wasn't bleeding. I don't. I oh yeah, he was fine. fine. Why? Well, I, I mean, we always so uh, Squiggles lives in the basement. And he lives in the dungeon because that's where he belongs. And so his cat lives down there because his cat fights my cats, and so we can't have that happening. So, but his cat always wants to come upstairs and look out the window because it's actually a very sad existence for a cat. But. He tried to get up today, and I was bringing laundry down, and I accidentally shut the door on his tail. I didn't mean to. It just happened. And he didn't even meow. He just started twitching. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> then I saw his tail was in the door, and I felt terrible. And then he was very mad about it. Oh, man. I think we've rambled enough commandos. Jiminy Crickets, we've gone for an hour and 38. Yeah. I thought we'd do an hour episode and call it a night. I guess we'll add an extra 38 minutes and call it a night, eh? <laughs> yeah. Yes, so. All right, man. Well, uh, with that, as always, uh, you can find us in other things. And if he scratches me, whoo.
Squiggles tried to pick him up, and I'm like, man, you don't have to pick him up. Don't, don't, don't. Okay, we're safe. Um, anyway, if you guys enjoyed this, uh, feel free to check out the other episodes again. Uh, they might be worth a listen. I don't know. Re-listen. Get us up there. Get us up those Apple charts. We'd appreciate Absolutely. it. Uh, we're going to try to get some more podcasts out. I know we always say that. It's always just us. We're just Sisyphus, man. We are just rolling a boulder up a hill, but never getting to the top. But uh, if you like this, uh, check out the other stuff. Let us know what you think. You can always reach us at curlingcommandos at gmail.com. At gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, just only one Gmail. I don't know why Squiggles repeated that. He's a weirdo. <laughs> um, uh, if you uh, check us out on YouTube, uh, we haven't updated there recently, but I, I have a video that I am working on. I have two videos I'm working on. Maybe I'll get them up. Who knows? I was going to say, we have a, uh, two or three in the in There the are a couple in the queue. Yeah, I just got to do them. Yep. So uh, maybe I'll work on that a little bit tonight. Maybe I won't watch Naruto. I'll work on a video. Who knows? <laughs> uh, with that, though, thank you guys so much. Please stay safe out there. It's a crazy world. Um, wash your hands. Yeah, wash your wash damn your hands. hands. <laughs> you know, wash your hands. Yeah, wash your hands. Wipe your shit down. Don't go out if you don't have to. Uh, this is all hopefully going to be over in the near future. I know. I, I saw the numbers earlier this week. Ohio went from being projected at 9,600 in April to being projected at 1,600 a day in April. Let's try and get that down even further. Uh, I mean, the whole world needs us to stay inside, stay indoors. Yeah, man. I mean, hey, if this is our big moment and they tell us to stay inside, I think we can handle that. Yeah. So um, if you're an essential worker, keep kicking ass out there. You're doing great from uh, two essential workers to you. We appreciate what you're doing. Thank you so much for stocking the grocery stores, for, you know, making our food, for taking care of us at the hospitals, whatever it is, man. We... um. We definitely, we understand the pain. We understand how shitty it is going out there. So we appreciate that you're still going out there and helping out the world as well. Be your superhero, man. As Fred Rogers would say, look for the helpers. Yep, look for the helpers. That's They're they're out there now. Yep. Just look from your window. <laughs> yeah, man. They're out there. We promise. We promise they're out there. Uh, with that, Commandos, we ain't afraid of no damn ghosts. You guys have a good night. See ya. Do, diddle it, do, bam! Hey, Nate, thanks so much for that awesome intro. And Rooster, I know you're working on it. Squiggles doesn't know it, but Ahida, but you know it. That you're working on getting that outro music finally. Please just get it. <laughs> we love you, Commandos. Stay safe. <laughs>